This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. There is a podcast no one asked for. A podcast you never knew you didn't want. Three beers in. This is the podcast. I anticipate a deeply religious experience. Welcome to another detailed, rational, and dare I say, cogent episode of Three Beers In. Oh, dare. Dare. <laughs> As always, this is Ross, and next to me is the outlier, Clint. Oh, hey. How's it going? Independent variable, Joel. And the robust regression, Cutter. <laughs> hey And today with us is uh, Alan Owens, otherwise known as Mr. Hopolytics. Right? Or, or, I mean, you know? yeah. You're the first person to claim that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we start, uh, we go into anything. Let's crack open a first beer. I'm thirsty. Are you guys thirsty? I'm thirsty. Yeah. Yeah. This one's green. Let's do it. I think Clint's going to drink the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is not going to happen. Szechuan sauce, hazy IPA, ridiculously dry hopped. From? Uh, from B52. Is that a D in front of the IPA? Oh, yeah. Double IPA. On my bad, it's a Zdipa. So, <laughs> so this is what, the worst beer that's ever been made? or No, no they're far Oh, I know, I know. Far worse. I'll just take a little bit. That does pour oh, green. It it is, oh, it pours that's green. Like for awesome the for green. the listener at home, this looks like the Baja Blast from, uh, <laughs> from Taco Bell. Blue. Yeah, a little more green, but yes. Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Hopefully it tastes as good. It smells delicious. So Szechuan sauce, the uh, reference to Rick and Morty. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. That makes sense. I've not seen a lot of Rick and Morty, but I've heard if you power through the first half of the first season. Power? Like, the the first half of the first season is difficult. You don't need to power. No, no way. I disagree. Power. Disagree. Agree that you're wrong. All right, let's get to the beer. (laughs) So B-52, they're out of... So they're out of Houston, right? Yeah. Conroe. So they're a little bit further north. They're, oh, right. uh, okay. It's like 30, 40 mm-hmm. miles north. Right up there, there's also... Who's the other one? Southern, Southern Star? Star. Southern Star. Star. Yeah. yeah. That's not nearly as crisp on the fit. It's very, it's like very balanced like all yeah. the way through. Yeah. It's got a good mouthfeel. Pretty good. I'd still say it's a one. Uh-huh. So we op- operate on a binary system, one or zero. We don't have all the uh, either you numbers that you have here. <laughs> we we dumb it down. It's either you would drink it again or you wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to dance around a little bit. What exactly you do you? Uh, what, what's what's the goal here? Why are what's, you here? Why am I here? <laughs> no. Well, you, you guys were kind enough to invite me to well, to, you were to kind drink enough beer. To bring beer. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who wants to bring beer, we've said it in the <laughs> no, but it, yeah. What, what, what are we doing here? What are we talking about? So we published the Texas Craft Beer Report uh, December 18th of last year. So, uh, And the idea behind it was to, to capture uh, collective data on what people were thinking about beer, but more importantly, breweries in Texas. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of talk about people saying, you know, 
this beer is good, this beer is good, this beer is not good. What we wanted to look at was more the, a body of work of a brewery and what people, right. what people look at when they, what people think about when they think about a brewery, not just from a case of this one beer that I had, more so the experience, um, the, the beer that they brew over the course of a 12 month period, for example. Because there's a lot of folks out there right now offering, you know, rate this beer this way and this beer yeah. this way. And, you know, we, we see a lot of limitations with that. We've heard a lot of frustration from both consumers and from within the industry right. about that style. Right. Um, which is why I love you guys' binary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> try, try to keep it yeah. simple. Yeah. And that makes sense. But it's also like, you know, if I was thinking about drinking a new beer for the, or visiting a brewery for the first time, mm-hmm. I like to crowdsource my information. Mm-hmm. I ask my craft beer friends over mm-hmm. my, my non-craft beer friends and... If more more of them say yes, you should go to that brewery, or yes, I recommend that brewery, then chances Can are. Can I bring my dog? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> are they going to be welcoming of my maniac two year old child running oh, around? Yeah. No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so the the idea behind it was to to go out there and to to question as many people as possible um, within Texas about their their preferences on uh, Texas breweries, Texas beer. Right. Um, and the important thing being asking them only about what, what is important to them. So if someone says, yes, you know, a brewery needs to be dog friendly, well, then let's mm-hmm. ask them, which breweries do you think are dog friendly? Mm-hmm. As opposed to just yeah. asking somebody else, you know, who's a cat person, maybe, <laughs> uh, who, who they perceive. I mean, they've got no real skin in the game. They may go to a brewery and think that brewery is, is dog, dog friendly. Yeah. They don't yeah. ultimately know unless they bring Fido right. along with them. Or, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, I don't give a fuck. I yeah. like cats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just say, we also know cat people don't drink beer. So. Yeah. That's, that's not, not true. true. That's Cutter. not true. Cutter. Cutter over there. Cutter has cats? A, he's a cat guy. I, I also saw a cat in a brewery uh, on a leash recently. Oh. Yeah, someone brought that cat to the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do How much you, water do you have to spray on to get to a brewery? <laughs> I don't know. We know. Do you, yeah. do, you, do you source it from just random people? Like, do you? How do you? How do you get? No. surveys done. Maybe I'll give you the background because there's a whole kind of science behind it, or what we call a, a science mm-hmm. behind it. You guys can decide. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the idea was was to go out and find um, what we're calling expert craft beer drinkers. Okay. Yeah. It was our, our kind of that's our. The tag we're giving uh-huh. folks, and people have really, you know, loved that tag. Actually, they said, "Oh, you know, my friends call me an alcoholic. I'll, I'll take this one instead." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so to go out and find the expert craft beer drinkers who have more of a perspective. So we're not looking for those folks who said, you know, maybe went to, maybe have been to one or two breweries around town, mm-hmm. uh, or those folks who have Blue Moon once, once or twice, oh, or, or those folks' moms girlfriend who please vote for me and, and make me look good um uh-huh. we're looking for people who who have a an authoritative experience-based input um because you know i, I think myself for sure and other people have said well that's how ultimately i learned about craft beer that's how i learned about new beers that's how i learned mm-hmm. about new breweries is through word of mouth not right. on the street but word of mouth through my expert group of, of friends or, or people I interact with online or people I interact with at breweries. Mm-hmm. And so See, I learned mine from uh, hanging out with my cat. Yeah. <laughs> Curiosity. I just, no, oh, what's, what's this beer? <laughs> Oliver is very curious. It's very interesting because I, I like the, I love the idea of it. It's not really subjective. It's like, it's kind of a, an opinion based. Yeah. I, I think because a lot of people share very similar opinions about a lot of these breweries. Yeah. 
but also a lot of those opinions that you share about those breweries might not be something worth necessarily shouting about on a Yelp review or a Google Mm -hmm. review. So if you look at Yelp or or Google review or something like that, often people are are rating one star, they're rating five star. No one's kind of putting in that three star and giving detailed information about, well, you know, this was was good for this and this and not good for this, this and this. And so that information becomes really difficult to come by. And, And in fact, this whole thing kind of started when my wife and I, a few years ago, were driving to Houston looking for kid friendly breweries to stop at. There's just no way to source that that information. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can go on Yelp and you can troll through reviews. Call the brewery and hope somebody answers. <laughs> <laughs> Another kid. Can I bring my kid? Yeah. yeah. Kid picks up. Um, well, I guess. Yeah. Because when, you know, when you've got a little one, sometimes you think, well, that's the big priority is having the kid-friendly brewery. And then, yeah. you know, the beer is actually a secondary Second. secondary thing. But if you can tell me these are the 10 most kid-friendly breweries, then I can decide which one to go to based on other things they've got right. going on. And so, you know, we just knew we couldn't find that information anywhere. And then fast forward uh, another year, our, our child got a little bit more mobile. And, and I said, well, you know, what would happen if we just kind of crowdsourced as many parents as possible, which is what you're doing when you're asking people if you're looking for a kid-friendly brewery. Right. Generally, it's only the parents that are, yeah. that are looking for yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else is looking for the opposite. Yeah. Not a weirdo, <laughs> but do you know any kid-friendly breweries? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, it's like the one person who doesn't have kids that's asking if yeah. they're kid-friendly. You're going to look at them sideways. <laughs> Um, but, and, and then even, you know, examples when you've got a friend coming to town or friends coming to town and they have a kid and, and you have no experience of that. And you think, well, I've had no idea what's kid friendly. I'd be going to all these yeah. breweries, but mm-hmm. you know, what was, what was the things to look out for? Um, so just kind of taking all that information and breaking it down so that if I'm looking for a new brewery, either by location or by beer style or by, um, experience, actual tap room, um, visit experience, then, then maybe there's a resource there to, to be able to give that information that's been crowdsourced rather than just shouted by one person. Right. Yeah. Someone who's getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so we, we talked about Hopolytics, but who really is is it just you? Or is there a team? There's a team, but it's it, it's I'll be honest, it's been mostly mostly me. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, there's been an advisory team, certainly an advisory team, and I have a couple of guys that I work with. One who's been very inf- influential on the the tech side, mm-hmm. um, another on the on the um, promotion side, the advertising side, particularly going to market, trying to actually uh, reach these consumers to get them to answer the survey in the first place. Right. But you know, my background is in data analysis, and so I've worked in in higher education data analysis the past 14 years. And so mm-hmm. a lot of the things that I learned in that space, um, I'm trying to bring to... Once, once the numbers yeah. come to you, you know what yeah. to do with them. Yeah. It's like just getting the numbers. Like, I guess, that's, I exa- that's exactly it. And, and you know, there's a lot of... There's a lot of science that goes into the surveys themselves as well. And so right. going back to the, the original question, we were looking for those expert craft beer drinkers. And so the, mm-hmm. the survey was set up so that people who who started the survey were actually kind of interested in it and then you know, carried on with it to completion. Whereas if people were maybe not qualified enough to answer, they mm. dropped off. Right. And so it's this idea of seeing like people who come and, and, and don't answer the survey, that's often as good as someone who comes and actually does complete the survey. Because, again, you see so many of these maybe uh, awards or, or prizes that are won by, you know, popularity or, or please mm-hmm. go shame this thing and, and help me win this. And those folks have never been to that business or that brewery, and we were trying to stay away from that. I got you. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know I didn't complete the whole thing. 
because it was there was a lot of questions on there to answer. Yeah, well, the way the survey was set up was the more things, the more information you gave us. So if, if the more beer styles that yeah. you drank, or the more uh, things that were important to you from a taproom visit, the more questions we asked you about right, them. Yeah. So if you said nothing's important the more to me, places you're familiar with, the that's more information that you actually have to share. That's exactly it. And so if you said, you know, I, I know multiple metro centers really well for, yeah. for breweries yeah. we asked you about those metro centers mm-hmm. so for some folks it may have taken them seven or eight minutes and for some folks i know it took them 45 to 50 minutes because we <laughs> have all that data on the on the yeah. back end yeah yeah. Was, Qu- uh, yeah quality was always was the most important thing but yeah. then also quantity if you had it was also just as important to, to an yeah. extent that, but that quality Overrode quantity that's exactly it and so numbers, yeah. Yeah, yeah and we know you know the average number of um breweries that an individual who'd completed the survey uh, has visited in texas was 29 right so which is it is significant it's a lot yeah. and so um you know with that in mind with 926 people complete the survey uh, and a lot of that was focused on the hmm. on the uh, the form bay metro centers san antonio austin dallas fort worth and houston El Paso. yeah well and, now, yeah. and and so and that's the thing unfortunately some yeah. of the some of the other metro centers we 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 did the advertising. We pushed, We tried to reach out to consumers. We had a lot of folks start the survey, and then I think very quickly realized maybe I don't, not, I, don't, I don't know enough, or yeah. I don't know enough breweries to be able to give you five uh-huh. on this list. Um, and that's something we're gonna have to work on for next year because we don't just want it to be a you know a case of you have to be in the big metro center to right. to for us to be able to gather information right. that's useful for you. Because there's yeah. there's other great breweries that aren't. Absolutely. There was, I mean, Big Ben, but that's uh, that's gone. Oh man, rest in peace. I don't know how you even would set up your survey to do that. That's uh, yeah, it's tough because you know the smaller towns usually only have like one, one maybe yeah. two. Brews. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's ways in which we could have done it with our survey, where even just from the the look of it, you know, you type in one and then the next box appears rather than showing all five boxes to start with. And people thinking, okay, let me think of five breweries right now. Oh, yeah. I've got the three and, and I've lost them. And so, um, th- I think there are other ways in which we can, we can look at that for, yeah. for next year. Cause that information is, is still really valuable, yeah. I think. Um, and a lot of those smaller, either smaller metro towns or more rural areas were still giving us good information on some of the perhaps bigger Texas breweries. And so all data is good data. Yeah, yeah. And so we're going to yeah try hard next time. It's to like publicity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so we'll try hard next year to, to, to move out past those those metro centers. Okay. So B52 ranked fifth on your overall Texas right. list. It did. Okay. It fourth did. in uh, overall brewery experience. Seventh in uh, producing best beer. You're on the website. I am. Nice. <laughs> Hopolitics.com. Excitement for next 12 months, six. So yeah. that's pretty good. Okay. And then contribution to Texas craft beer, 19. It's because they're Newer, right? Is that is that, that kind of where like where, where did where how did that play into? Yeah, how did how yeah. does contribution factor? So that was a, that was a small factor. So of the four things you just uh, talked about, I, I could tell yeah. I, I, as I was going through them earlier this week, I was like, it's like this one has less weight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we only we only weighted the contribution as five percent towards the overall ranking okay. this mm. year, and I think that was because the the data that we got wasn't as good. Right, and so that survey that question was towards the end of the survey, and, and more folks had dropped off by that point um i think also uh we, we had a much better quality response from the brewer's survey than we did from the consumer survey or the brewing yeah, industry survey right, right, right. Uh, on that and and some of that some of that response was actually 
really insightful. That um, actually that actually answered one of my questions because I was going to yeah. say, it's like, did you guys poll brewers also? Yeah, so, we did. Were those two surveys different? Yes, or? Okay. Sure, they, were. Sure they were. <laughs> they were. They were different, but they were very, very, very Similar. much linked. And yeah. so the consumer survey was much more about your preferences and what mm-hmm. the things that you like. Whereas for the the brewing industry professionals, we asked them about everything and gave them the answer to, up to the option to answer everything. So even okay. if they didn't drink wilds and sours, we still gave them the opportunity yeah. to answer those questions. We also didn't ask that group about the the taproom visit experience. Right. So, you know, there's a bit of a trade-off there. But the contribution piece, you know, the one thing we found for sure was, especially based on last year, I think uh, people voted based on h- how much input folks had had, maybe t- to the be it to go mm-hmm. legislation. Right. There was, I think, some input based on this craft brewery is kind of maybe pushing the boundaries of style or of branding in mm-hmm. certain aspects. There was other parts from the brewers in particular where key people at the brewery were giving back, either through... Um, right. collaboration or through training or through other um, other work in the industry as well. And so it was interesting to see what the input was in that part of the survey in particular and how that, that changed from, from consumers to brewers. Um, and the consumers to brewers thing was actually one of the more interesting things across the entire report where you had the consumers saying one thing and the brewing industry professionals saying something oh, yeah. very different in certain mm-hmm. aspects. Right, right, right. Which uh, happens. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so the contribution piece, you know, again, we, we wanted to include it because we felt that that was, a, you know, that was a metric that, mm-hmm. you know, is, is definitely something that is, is well, valuable. I, I feel like if it were to get bigger, yeah. it would play a bigger factor year yeah. after year. Like, like the first couple of years, it may not factor in as much, but as it gets more, more things in there and it's all, and it's affecting more yeah. and more yeah. of the business. Yeah. I mean, personally, as a consumer, I'd want to visit the breweries that are affecting, doing more. Yeah. To contribute to yeah. Texas craft beer, unless Texas craft beer is just going downhill. No, that's, <laughs> not those people. That's yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure to bad beer. I'm okay. sure you might know, but I don't know if the other two guys know. It's like, do you know what the number one brewery on the on the list was? Was it Pine House? Nope. I thought they were high up. They're, they they're high pretty up. high up. They're yeah. high up. Where we're kind of like, it's questionable if you God. listen to this podcast. They make other things besides <laughs> electric jellyfish. Really uh, yeah, that is true. They do make some. But I'm Jester really, King, actually. Yeah. yeah. I was, was, was going to guess Jester King. I was going to give you the clue that you'll Wait, drink some shit. Wait, was that number shit. one? That was number one. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason I... Okay. For some reason that, I think they were I, that I, high. I can, I can see why. I, I mean, I've been out there a some couple times. Mm-hmm. And it's like the, the brewery experience is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the... The people that are making the beer and actually running everything there on the grounds are, are really good people. They're very passionate about what they do mm-hmm. out there, yeah. which is very different than a lot of other breweries for sure. And just t- yeah. talking to Jeff for an hour is just like, what? Yeah. So many it's more great. questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was fascinating about that was the fact that folks would, were listing them as the best overall brewery in Texas, mm-hmm. but they're not listing, listing them anywhere else in the survey. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Well, yeah. I, I know pe- I, I know yeah. people go there, but <laughs> I, oh, it's always it packed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm just not sure. Like yeah. everybody in the city or other cities are drinking Jester King beer like as regularly as other beers. No, yeah. no probably not. I, I think it used to be a lot more available. Yeah, I, like, yeah. And the fact that it's not anymore is like it's kind of because they yeah. switched they switched their whole Ooh, mantra distribution at, yeah, plan. Just yeah, distribution whatever. Too, yeah. So. And one of the things that was was also interesting. They want people to go out. There. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And one of the things that was interesting for those folks who perhaps were not within that 50 or 60 mile radius Mm -hmm. of Jester King was they were still getting the votes from places like Dallas, Fort Worth and Mm -hmm. Houston. But uh, often that was because the consumer had tried maybe only one or two of their beers. Uh, Right. Right. And because of that, I think that really active beer trading market, maybe they tried Asian Rubicide and they were like, hey, this, this. I was Everything must about be the this. Beer trading yeah. 
Ross it's dabbles played. in it. I've <laughs> won some stuff from Ross. So. Yeah, I've tried to do it. Tavor, but never get any Texas stuff on there, really. But yeah. But uh, but but I know that it's one of the hot spots for like people that are traveling into Austin. Like uh, oh a lot, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of the like craft beer Destination people are like, we have to go to Jester King. Yeah, like, yeah, it's one of those places stuff. that uh, yeah. I used to kind of go Texas I don't, I don't craft get beer it. bucket I was list. Out there, I was like all right, I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things you kind of do have to experience. Yeah, yeah. If, if you if you just you see them around, you hear people talk about it. It's like I'm just so sick of hearing about Jester King. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> Making all this snooty, wild, just undrinkable stuff. Not saying that it's undrinkable. It's, it's really very, it's very it's good. Very, very yes. Yeah, it is. But then you go out there and then you experience it and it, talk to people and it's just like, okay, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And then you kind of understand what it's about. It was in the top five in all metrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exc- excitement for the next 12 months. I was pretty interested just because like their stuff, they don't really beat uh, get off the beaten path so much, but it's all like... Since it's all I think wild they're starting to a little bit more though now. I think that you know they just they, I know they did a uh, like a clean pilsner recently, which what? I missed. Yeah, yeah, and so it it's been interesting because mm. when we looked at the at the data and, and we saw that from consumers and, and they were coming out clear as number one, mm-hmm. we'd then go back to the brewing industry data just to kind of check, see, okay, is, is yeah, this, yeah, and absolutely, it was across the board, matched you know, up, and yeah. so it matched up and. For some places it did, and for some places it right. absolutely did not. And you know, you're talking about Austin, somewhere like Live Oak, for example, has so much respect from the industry. But mm-hmm. um, with so many breweries now, I think doing like moving towards more of the, the trendy, let's say, um, right. beers, and, and Live Oak perhaps not Classic. doing that. No, yeah, they're, 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 absolutely. Chip's not going to do no. trendy. Keep yeah. making yeah. smoke beers, <laughs> and everyone yeah. drinks them. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's interesting because yeah. um, they're number 11. They were in the top 10 and everything except for excitement for next 12 months, 40th. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah. But they yeah, just yeah, do the same stuff that. over yes. and over. It's perfectly fine. They, I they make good yeah. beer. They I do great remember. stuff over and yeah. over is what they do. But, yeah, I guess that's not super exciting. But uh, number three on the list, uh, we actually have one of their beers tonight also. The St. Arnold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yep. St. Arnold. Yep. They're, they're, they were pretty hey, high uh, on another metric. I can't yeah, remember. They in, uh, uh, yeah, they were number one in – they were the number one in contribution, contribution to craft. Yeah. yeah. So Those it. guys in Austin Beer Works were joint first, actually, in contribution to craft. But, again, St. Arnold across the board, you know, I think they just have that – historic brand in texas yeah. and, and people are so used yeah. to, to drinking their beer in in the the beer category that you know a lot of the different everyday beers were mentioned often mm-hmm. and so you know i think we, it shows we do have some of these kind of great established brands of beer here in texas now that are serving the market mm-hmm. alongside a lot of this, these breweries that are maybe focusing more on the trend yeah based stuff do you think it has anything to do with distribution because i i find it even hard yes. in austin to yeah. find some of my favorite breweries. Yeah. Like I could yeah. find Live Oak pretty much everywhere, but I'll have a hard time finding Circle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whitestone. I, there's just stuff that you can't find yeah. a lot, and it's brewed right here in town. <laughs> but our St. Arnold's, I when I when I saw it first, I thought they I was like, Saint that's Mar- from yeah. Texas? Yeah. I didn't even know until I went up. Well, it's in Houston, right? Yeah. Houston. Yeah, Houston. yeah. Went up there. That's all they had everywhere. Oh, and it was yeah. before, I guess, maybe they started. Because I remember going up five years ago. It was literally them, and then I think there might have been one new brewery coming up that was maybe saw it a couple of places, but everything else is St. Arnold's. They're moving slow, but they have some good stuff there. I mean, they have like Platypus and Brash, I know. Yeah. And uh, Spindle well, Tap and yeah. in, in, Ingenious. Yeah, and, and, Ingeni- well, that, that's Humble, but yeah, yeah that, that's Houston. Yeah. yeah in, why not? Uh, fourth Wonder? Eighth Wonder. Yeah, Eighth Wonder. Yeah, yeah, Eighth Wonder. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm, Wonderwall? Fourth, fourth tap and, <laughs> I just crossed fourth tap and eight, eighth Wait, wonder. Wait, is that the Colossus at Rhodes? Or? Yeah. 
All right. So you guys want to want to get a, another beer? Yeah. I just want to mention about so, this. Was I this think a, it would be yeah. great with ice cream. Uh, I just have this feeling. I wouldn't mind. Have you tried IPAs? You're right? yeah. the same glass. Yeah. 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 But, but that, that being said, it's not nearly as like that bitey on the finish. It's yeah. not. From an IPA. But it's the like thing very... is, the ice cream just brings out all that like, harsh bitterness. <laughs> all the awfulness <laughs> comes out more I don't, But yeah, I don't know. It, it this, so this tastes in, like it would July, be good. with. So in July, we always pour beer over ice cream. It's around like, the, ice around cream the table real quick. Yeah. Y'all are all ones? Oh, on yes. oh yeah. Yeah, I give it one. Animals. <laughs> I can't wait. Swill. I just don't no. like. No. Yeah, because it's I just don't like IPAs. Yeah. I'm determined to find one that you'll drink. I already found one. They're not open I'm yet. I'm determined to find one that you'll drink. Okay. <laughs> Barking armadillo. Their IPA was actually pretty good. What are you bringing up for us, Martin House Pills? Wait, where's so Martin House out of? Where Fort Worth? Fort Worth. Okay. And yeah. uh, okay, where do they rank? Oh, that's right. You they were up there pretty high too. They Fifth. were six. No, six. 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 Yeah. Nine. So, because B52 was fifth, right? Fifth, yeah. And this is yeah. one I was not surprised about either, the excitement for the next one. Yeah, the excitement they always yeah. have. They're number one. <laughs> they yeah. are. And it's huh. funny, funny, one of the interesting things was Dallas-Fort Worth didn't have one brewery ranking our top five, but three of the top four that folks are most excited about for the next 12 months yeah. were, all from <laughs> we're all from Dallas. DFW. Yeah. Well, there's quite a few of them in the top 20, though. I remember yeah. that. They're the first one. Uh, Brutal is in there somewhere. Turning Point. Turning Point. Turning Point, yeah. Tops. Uh, Pedicolis. Pedicolis. Yep. Michael Pedicolis makes great beer. Um, Celestial. They're all pretty 903, high up. 903, that's pretty high up there. It's Lakewood. Yeah. Man. Community Lakewood. I love I love some of Lakewood stuff. I love their stout variants, but this uh this is I, I like the nose. Yeah, it's course. a pilsner. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not Czech, you're gonna like it. Yeah, pretty much. Pills. That's a damn good. That they might have just rebranded their Toadies pills because this tastes a lot like that. It's got that sweetness to it. Oh yeah, a little too sweet. Too sweet, but still good. Yeah. Now this is a good beer, guys. Right here, <laughs> it's, Joel. This is That's something no? you can wash your baby in. So right. I, I had a hard time. I had native Texan last night, uh-huh. and it was really hard to put down. But then I had like I just went to a bar and we got like a Lone Star. Yeah, and that was actually pretty easy to go put down. So when I was comparing the two, <laughs> when I was comparing the two, I was just sitting there like. Oh, is it about native Texan? Wait, so when you say easy to put down, oh, okay, <laughs> like hard to yeah. Yeah. Easy, easy to drink. Okay. Break yeah. over someone's head, Ross. Okay. Well, I, I just <laughs> thought maybe just, stop drinking it. He was he saying was. Lone Star was, or Native Texan well, was easier to drink than Lone Star. No, no, no the no, other no, way. No, Lone Star was. Because no. I was sitting there waiting for a pizza, waiting with my Native Texan, and it just seemed like a drag. I was just sitting there like, oh, i got to finish this thing. And then uh, the Lone Star just kind of went. Well, the Lone Star is like uh, sex in a canoe, right? Fucking <laughs> close to water. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it. It's still funny every time. Yeah. So what are, what are the what are the stats on uh, Martin House? The so Martin House, Dallas Fort Worth. Cody Fort Martin Worth. never does descriptions on his Untapped. He doesn't. I don't think he even rates beers. He but, just says, "I drank this." Yeah. No uh, opinions. Overall brewery experience eleven. I've not been up there. I've not to many. I don't. It's a nice place. They turned it up to eleven. They turned it up to eleven. Dang it! Salty ladies always on tap. Uh, producing best beer, they're fourth. 
is what, okay. they're, is what they're ranked fourth. I don't know Excitement about that. Excitement number one. They do produce good beer, but then they also produce a whole lot of stuff that's just like. Well, see, that, that's why I think the excitement really comes out there because experimental I mean, stuff. They're Squid very, ink? very experimental. I don't know. They do some experimental stuff. A lot of ex- Squid Ink Best and menthol. So we drink pills. We drink <laughs> yeah. standard pills from them, but they do a bunch of experimental stuff too. Pickle yeah, that's beer right. Good. The pickle, pickle beer. beer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was that too was, much. That was a big. It, hit. It's good for like half a can, and then like I. Just don't want it. Anymore. Well, we'll, we'll see on our pickle episode. Yeah, that and, uh, and pickle con- fucker. Con- did did yeah. you guys just drink that? No, we had. They brought. Uh, who brought the cans to your birthday? Alex. Alex brought cans Alex of, from of best of the best made pickles. Yeah, because he yeah. bought a case and then he didn't want to drink any of it after one. He was just like. Yeah, I can't, I can't drink it. I, I was it, one of those guys that bought a six pack, and after one, I was. It's oof, really polarizing. Yeah. I, think. Yeah. I had I had one, and I was like, okay, yeah, it's like drinking. It's pretty much like drinking carbonated pickle, pickle juice. juice. Yeah. yeah, what kind of beer? Then, is I don't even really t- notice the carbonation that much. It, I don't. Oh, it's a gosa, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. So but salty, fruited yeah. gosa or something. Huh. It, but it. Pickled yeah. ghost. Well, I guess a cucumber is a fruit. Yeah, it's pretty heavy on the pickle. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So when I went and revisited, that's when I was like, I can really only drink half a can of this. I'll, com- I'll complain yeah. about it, but now, I, I just keep drinking it. I, use it. I don't know what's going on. Using it as like the chaser for like shots of vodka, that would work out nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, but contribution to Texas Craft Beer 13 is where they're at. Okay. There, so. Okay. Yeah, so they're they're high up. Yeah, I think when we looked at the, the data for that as well, a lot of folks were were mentioning them because of their their sours, because of the salty lady, or because yep. of of uh, best Sal- made. Yeah, salty yeah. lady, like yeah. the imperial salty lady. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also um, they have the, a they have a rosé or a raspberry. They have a raspberry sour too, I think. Oh, yeah. the true love. Yeah, true. Love. Yeah. How's their distribution? Can you get stuff in Austin? Pretty yeah, early? yeah. yeah so they yeah, do the interesting thing. Oh, yes. They, they do the interesting them. piece where they have the the tall boxes and that yeah, has the, the two, two cans, cans. Oh, on yes. top of one another. First, you find a box, and then you put two cans in. It. <laughs> <laughs> you can't ship two cans that way. <laughs> <laughs> They'll serve. They might make it there. <laughs> can't poke holes in it. <laughs> there you go. And then put your dick in the can. Ah, uh, uh, ouch! I think I cut my penis on the lid. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of what kind of style of beer do you typically go for, Alan? Yeah. Uh, so traditionally, I grew up in Europe, and so a lot of those. Drag about yeah. it. Yeah. And so Name I spent, like Alan. Yeah, no. I spent a lot of time in 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 oh, Germany, in Belgium, and so a lot more of the traditional stuff is usually you. my yeah. my kind of jam. Yeah, so um, Jester King. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, at the same time, I, I I try not to discriminate on my on my beer style. Yeah. If there's anything for me, it's it's like visiting breweries has become more of a you have to go there and try a bit of everything. Yeah, right. oh, yeah. and so I've really got into that the past the past few years. Um, what uh when when you're when you're there, do you gravitate towards a certain style if they have it on the menu, or is it one of those like that one sounds really interesting? I like or to just ask, go for interesting stuff. Interesting, but I like to ask the people, you know, what do you guys think is the best? Uh, so that okay. was actually interestingly enough, one of the questions we asked the, the brewers was, yeah. you know, what do you think is the best beer you've brewed in the past twelve months? Oh, yeah. Um, and that data, we we haven't done anything with that yet. Yeah, 
Um, That'd I'll, be interesting to, to see. We yeah. ask a similar question. We we ask them like, "What is your favorite beer yeah. that you make?" Yeah, and they always are like, "Oh, it's like picking between my children." Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that data would be interesting. Yeah, well, we want to present some of this data back to the breweries as well, and, and we're not going to present any of the individual data, but collectively being able to say, "Look, this is where you, as a brewery, was mentioned for for this, this, and this," mm. and so that'll give them the opportunity to, to kind of compare their own answers with consumers' answers, which I think is always really interesting for right. for any business. Business, right, is that you think you're good at X, Y, and Z, whereas the market thinks you're good at A, B, and C, and, and oh, yeah. you know, what does that really mean for you moving forward? And so that's what we'd like to get to, is just be able to provide a little bit more market intelligence, a little bit of easy-to-understand data, mm-hmm. so breweries can say, okay, you know, that's validated what I thought all along, or, oh, shit, you know, I, <laughs> I thought we were this really dog-friendly place, and <laughs> in reality, you know, the... the People don't want to bring their dogs here. What's going on? I don't know. Um, but I think it also helps with things like for, for because the biggest standout thing that came from from our report was the fact that only well just over half of the folks said the same brewery for the one they said was producing the best beer mm-hmm. and the and the best overall. Mm, so okay. only only half, and so half of the folks said, you know, it's great that you're producing best beer, but other things are also important right. to me. Uh-huh. And and that was something that really, as soon as I started analyzing the data, that really kind of hit hit hard because mm-hmm. I think the more and more you talk to brewers in particular, there's definitely this concept that if I, if I make great beer, people will come. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely <clears throat> a truth to that, but I think it, it's to a certain extent. And so let's say you've got 100 consumers and how do you get the 101st person through the door? Right. Well, you know, one and two say it's not just about the beer, not necessarily just about great beer, it's about other things as well. And that makes that can change your whole, I think, perception on what should my you brewery be offering. Yeah. Like yeah. It takes a little bit more for an experience. And that can change, and that can change a, a brewer or the owner of the brewery's perspective yeah. on, like, what they need to be doing with their space. Yeah. Like, instead of focusing just on, you know, they're like, oh, we make really good beer. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you make really good beer. But the whole place but, smells like... <laughs> you're, you're, you know, you're the aesthetic feel of your brewery is <laughs> too dog friendly. Shite. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you've looked at breweries that have opened, you know, even in the past 12 months, a, a lot of those folks have focused as much on their, the aesthetics of their space and their environment, I think. Um, Hot squad. Yeah. Great example. Yeah. Um, uh, great, great space. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think I think that's really important because shitty parking. But <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how much that can play a factor. I assume too. It like absolutely can. Finding the place, or yeah, and that was one of the things we didn't necessarily. It was one. Of, it was one of the things on our list of right. things we should be be asking, but we didn't want to get that much into the minutia of right. which, which breweries do you think Why, are great yeah. for parking. <laughs> <laughs> that would um, be a, a survey. Or, in, in I mean, and you, of could, itself. you could take it a higher level and just say which ones do you think are easily accessible? Is, yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. and just like convenient to get to or something like that. Well, some of the more more interesting data as well was was us cross checking the because we didn't ask for anyone's address, we asked for their zip code. So understanding, sure. you know, if you're a brewery in a certain part of Austin, how far are people coming to visit my brewery? Yeah, and of those people, what's important to them? Is it you know people are traveling a long way because I'm a kid friendly brewery and because my food options are you know voted as one of the best? And I think that that's really interesting data as well. Right. Yeah. Yep. So what are you guys thinking of this pills here? That's nice. It's sweet. Right. It's almost it's almost creamy opposed to crisp. It's borderline yeah. creamy. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah. It's if you had told me this was a cream ale, I'd be like, hmm, yeah, yeah. I think I'd rather mm-hmm. have it this way then, because sometimes the crispness makes it seem too weedy, too much of know. a bite, or just grainy. 
grainy yeah maybe grainy. yeah oh okay this, this is a little bit sweeter yeah. a little bit smoother mm-hmm. see what ross is doing right now is discovering like how can I get people to drink? How can I get people to drink a pills right now? If I were to make a pills, yeah, or more of a blonde. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think that someone, even with the, from the data, someone like Martin has, I think their pills is overlooked because people yeah. know them so much for, for other for things, all, for everything, everything else, right? yeah, and so all their wild stuff. If someone's yeah. had no um, direct experience with that that brewery and they've seen. Best made pickle beer and salty mm-hmm. lady, and then you say, "Oh, here's a pills." They're going to have preconceptions <laughs> of the quality of that right. of that yeah. pills here, and yeah. so more traditional style what, beer. Yeah, you know? right. I was going to say, what is like one of the breweries that is one of the best brewers, but they actually end up lower on the overall list, like way lower. Is there one, or do can, for the most part like make make good beer, but then it's not. But then it's like outside of okay. the top ten, like inside the top ten as far as making good beer, mm-hmm. but then outside the top ten as far as Using like best overall. Beer, yeah, or what is what is the one that has like the biggest differential in in rank? That'd be mm. interesting to know. Yeah, and in the report itself, we produced the table so you can see even consumer and brewer um, feedback side by side, yeah. which is also really interesting. I know Live Oak in, in one of them was, yeah, was, was, was oh, a big one, fortieth yeah. on the uh, on the uh, overall over excitement. But yeah, right. no, no, I mean, but there's but no overall score. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so like, there right, we go. I'm, I'm, I'm on it here. It's because they're not making enough smoked beers, right? They have a great they, brewery. They, they just need to make more smoked beers, yeah. and people will <laughs> get excited. <laughs> Smoke everything. I mean, most of the guys that are producing good beer are, are pretty yeah. close to the number. I would say. Well, the producing of good beer was such a big input was such a big sure. factor in yeah, in know. the in the rankings. But there's definitely, I'd say, also that's also influenced by the either the distribution or the their availability or accessibility. So someone yeah. like um, this, this one's a pretty big one. I, I guess uh, Top Fusion, twenty third best producing beer, thirty mm-hmm. sixth overall. Yeah. Oh yeah. That one, that was a that's a big. Off. That's a that's, that's a, a big spread off. right there. But to explain why everybody else is like one or two away from their number. Hmm. Yeah, for the most part, that's the biggest one I'm seeing. Probably about ten yeah. to fifteen. But if it's weighted in a certain way, like yeah. it's gonna sure it, that's gonna be more heavy. Yeah, it's gonna be. But what that, that what that means is like that you know they're not dog friendly or you know <laughs> something like that. Like really brought them down yeah. on on their other yeah. scores. And um, there's also another about their location. Yeah, there's another layer to that as well. I mean, there may be breweries around them that are dog friendly or kid friendly right. or yeah. food options. And so, that if you're only able to name three or five, those are the ones that, that got your vote. Um, whereas the best beer that could have been in that example, Hot Fusion, that Coco Añejo, man. Yeah, I don't think uh, they have. They don't always have food there, so. Oh, that, might, that might be a factor. Yeah, that's definitely becoming more, more and more of a factor. We found not only were people obviously telling us that food was important, they were also mm-hmm. very very quickly able to name the three yeah. or four or five breweries that they thought were, had the best food options. Right, because um, you don't just want to go there and drink, especially if you have your family or like a kid. We need food. There's food, yeah. right? I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the breweries I know here in town. Southern Heights. You don't even have to interact with a person. You just... Put, your order, <laughs> put in your order on a tablet, and then a hand comes to reach it <laughs> and gives you your food through a portal or what? Like, yeah. is the, uh, yeah. it's like a mesh watch. Like you can't even see their face very well. Like, you can see this mesh. 
Like, but uh, I almost I know almost everywhere in Austin has a food truck or something very very close by. That's yeah. like you don't even have to leave the property to get but, food. Uh, but I think even having it is is great. But also ensuring that it's open all the time that all, you're open yeah. and, and things like that. I think yeah. are also important. But you know, it was great for us. My wife and I we, we were going out drinking one day and we'd had this survey going for about two or three weeks. And I mm-hmm. I opened it and looked at the data and I found out Zilka was being mentioned for food. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, they have that spicy uh, chicken. And I didn't even know that was there, there and so we yeah. kind of cheated and used that data to go and, and it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I was kind of like, we're really onto a winner here, even if we just use this for personal. <laughs> but, I mean, trucks, you yeah. should just walk down to Lazarus and get some tacos. That's true. What's true. Mm. this information if I can't test it myself? <laughs> there you go. I can't use it. With great uh, power comes great responsibility. Okay. Still not uh, great beer. Yeah. <laughs> They're milk stout, though. I, mm. Mm. Well, not consistent, but I've had a couple Okay, because I've had I have I have had it before, and it's just... I thought uh, it was good the first time I had it the second time. Yeah. It wasn't as good. So I was like, oh, it's not as consistent. Right. We're moving on to our next beer, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Once? It's really... Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's once. one for me. Yeah. Really, really quick, really easy to drink these when it's just a couple ounces. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I think we'll move on to the Gutentag, maybe? Let's do the Gutentag. Yeah. That's probably the next one I would do. I would Should I go to the next one? So of the traditional German styles, because you said you'd been in German, Belgium, what what do you – do you like their the Pilsner style? The, like, yeah, I'm a big Pilsner, Pilsner Pilsner guy. Yeah, I am. And I'll be honest. So I, I've been in Texas four years, and before that I was in the Northeast. And uh, since moving, moving to Texas, it's just kind of, you know, with the weather and the heat in particular, there's nothing better than a – Oh than yeah, a, than a good pills and so. Pilsner. I really good enjoy electric jellyfish. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> gross! They, so they make That's it like so a pills, guys. <laughs> yeah, hoppy pills. I'm a. I, I really want to go to Germany at some point yeah. and try like a traditional Kolsch. Yeah, just because right now my favorite beer is the converter Kolsch from Whitestone. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I want to know like how much variance there is between those. You know the. Y- Traditional made and Grolsch. Yeah, I think I think you have to plan for a long trip as well because any beer trip when you visit Germany in particular, I mean you can go for Oktoberfest. I think that's that's great fun. But actually, just mm-hmm. jumping around all the, the different cities and jumping on the train is a great way to is actually a better way to do it. Honestly, as a as a beer tourist right, because. Yeah. Just you know, the differences would, in style. I, differences in style from right. city to city. Never right. go for the tourist trip. <laughs> <laughs> differences in style from city to city and the and the background behind it and the history behind it, I think, is super interesting. And there's places yep. there that have been open for hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of years. Right. Um, so don't go to the places that's five dollars a shot in a beer. Yeah, <laughs> it can't beat that. So that I mean, that's Lone Star and Tequila. Come on, we, we've mentioned it. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast before. But we, we've talked about like trying to get a European trip. It's easy to do, you know. It's, it's compared to the US. It's a relatively small country. It's a small mm-hmm. continent. Yeah, you can get around. Rail you can do pass. Germany and Belgium very easily. Yeah, yeah, I recommend it absolutely. How is it Cantillon? As far as like the brewing culture, will say like. I don't imagine that there's like, oh, hey, this is the brewery district <laughs> of town. No, you'll find these breweries that are that are that have been there hundreds of years and right. ingrained into these small towns. And almost, 
I guess like a Starbucks is here <laughs> every block. <laughs> I would say like every small city has yeah. a brewery dish. <laughs> yeah. You're saying I'm, that like that's a bad thing. But you still even – I've not been back for probably five or six years now, but even when I was I was last there, you'd, you'd, you'd go in and it wouldn't even be a brewery. It would be someone's pub or restaurant. Right, yeah. And they still have – they'd be brewing their own yeah. stuff no matter what. And they weren't set up as a brewery, but, you know – here is their their stuff, no name stuff. You wouldn't find it on Untapped, for yeah. example. Yeah. And if, uh, <laughs> they put no comments on them when they when they put it in. Yeah. <laughs> Damn German. Yeah. I think they'd appreciate your binary. That could, that could be very what you bring to. Yes, Ultimately, it's all if you rate something a four, would you still drink it? What again? does it mean? Like it yeah. What is what is a four yeah. to you? Would you mm-hmm. drink it or wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's the, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> I I heard that a difference here in in America, it, it there's consumer and brewer kind of like, uh, there's more of a closer relationship. Whereas in Germany or Belgium, you go there and you, you this like, is, what do, we is make. there is there a tour? Can we talk to the brewer? Like no, like no, just no. He's just brewing beer. He doesn't want to talk to people. Yeah, <laughs> there's, le- there's less big glass. Yeah. You know, look into our right. brew house. I would say, and, and <laughs> right. even even on the customer service side, you're sitting down. Da- yeah, you're sitting down at a, at a wooden table, and uh-huh. someone brings you your beer. You don't even ask what would you like. They just they bring you your beer. <laughs> well, we only make this one beer. Here's your beer. And so it's it's definitely a very a very different experience. And but that that again was for me certainly ten years ago when I was living there, right, um, full time. Now I hear so many good stories of, of these smaller uh, craft breweries that are popping up all over Europe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd say not necessarily brewing the same beer as they're brewing here in the US, but certainly of a similar structure. Um, but but I'll be honest, I was I was fortunate enough. I was traveling a lot in my in my previous job, and you know you spot you can spot these breweries now popping up all over the world. I go mm. to India for two weeks, and Bangalore, India, is a is is like the 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 craft beer center of Get the India. real IPA. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, IPA. they have <laughs> right. 30 or so craft breweries popping up in, in Bangalore, India. Interesting. Nice. Wow. They probably need more. They have like a billion people over there, right? <laughs> <laughs> I still can't find somewhere or f- find out the truth whether that India Pale Ale story is true or not. You know, someone say they called it an India Pale Ale because... They they made it in a certain way that would last mm. longer for the that's, troops in India. Yeah, that's that's what I had heard, and that it was shipped over in yeah. the barrels, and I don't know, but uh, yeah, and then people coming back from India, they were like, "This I've been drinking just this <laughs> for so long, I can't get it here." And is that what, what happened here when people came back from New England? And then uh, that, that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they had the, the similar story with Russian Imperial Stouts as well. So I don't know. But yeah. I had a lot of electric jellyfish yeah. there too. And it's harder to freeze. <laughs> High, well, higher ABV just to survive the long trip to Russia. Oh. Because uh, Catherine the Great cold. had to have her, uh, have her stouts. Really? Yeah. That's that's the story. That's, that's the story. I don't know. I was just surprised it's that kind of beer. <laughs> yeah. She's my kind of gal. Tastes like death because she was good at it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, St. Arnold. So they rank – where did we say they rank? Number three. Number, well, three. number three. And then number one in contributions. Contributions. Yeah. They were tied with uh, – they were tied with uh, – Austin Beer Works. Austin Beer Works. How's the experience yeah. there? Have you all been there? They've got some friends in the Houston area that yeah. love the brewery. I like, mean, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. Now well, they, they have a yeah they have a in, newer one. Uh, I actually did a casino party for my mom's company yeah, at their brewery it. way back in like 2007, 2000. That when they had their that's when they had their old place, huh? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was just 
Know, it was like a lot of basically uh, like a warehouse, right? Or, yeah, it was yeah. just you know we walked in, we were right by the tanks, the fermentation mm-hmm. tanks, um, and we just set up tables and dealt blackjack and craps and stuff um, in the in the we took all the warehouse monies. <laughs> I wasn't. It's for charity. Against, yeah, it's for maybe I don't know. Uh, I don't think that one was for charity. It was just for their like company holiday party or yeah. something like that at the time. But it was yeah, it was someone named a Joe. lot like yeah, um, exactly. She the, dances at Rick's. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, uh, yeah, but it was a lot like a lot of craft breweries are now where, you, you know, you walk in and it's just, there's all the tanks. You're in the space. There's a bar over there. Yeah, I heard they had a big expansion. Uh, like five years ago? Longer ago than that. Well, they're not ten, even, they're probably not like, still in that building either. No, they're, they're not. Really they, yeah. they moved. They got a bigger space now. Yeah. For sure. I, I think. I want to say 2010 or... When did they start? Maybe 2012. Oh. 94, I think. Yeah. 94. Oh, wow. yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty old. But yeah. uh, uh, number 14th is their lowest ranking excitement for next year. Hmm. They do some. They do have some pretty interesting stuff, though. Like they, they always seem to have something like... I, whenever I go to the store, I'm like, I haven't seen that from San Arnold. They yeah. they got rid of Lawnmower, though, right? They don't make Lawnmower anymore? They just discontinued it. Yeah. Really? No, the fancy lawn. Wait, the heft they don't have. They have. They still have the Kolsch, right? Which one tastes like grass? Uh, Weed whacker. That's the that's the (laughs) heft. I can see why you thought it was lawn. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was lawnmower. The fancy lawnmower is the uh, the Kolsch. The weed whacker has been gone for a couple years. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. The weed whacker. That's the one I was. Their IP does very well for them. But but the weed whacker was. Well, they also have their like their double art car. They just started doing the double art car. (laughs) The Clint's like enjoyment. What's that? It's an so IPA. Double, double, double IPA. Double IPA. Oh. Double then they, they also have their orange show, which is basically the same it's thing. A, it's I think. A, no, it's, it's, like a, it's, a, it's like an orange. Cream. You're thinking raspberry AF. You're right. Are you? AF? Maybe. Raspberry yeah. AF. It has the same kind of can. The can looks similar. It looks yeah, like it's orange table. instead yeah. of. Yeah. It's, it's funny because you're right. Pink or red. You mentioned yeah. the, right. There's the distribution. They're so well known here, even in Austin, that I feel yeah. like. If you go through the list, there's so many Houston breweries even on on the list that we created that uh, anyone traveling to Houston, I think, seeks out St. Arnold. Yeah. Right? And I think that's that, that's like great for them. They're the Jester King of Houston. Yeah, absolutely. But tough <laughs> for the little guys, right, who are just yeah. kind of starting off. And mm-hmm. so um, one of the interesting pieces that came out of our survey was looking at those breweries that were the the best new breweries that have opened in the past 12 months. Right. A couple of which in Houston. And also the, the, the ones that got votes or write-in votes that were opening in the next 12 yeah, months. Yeah, and the uh, Anomaly. I think that was one. True of anomaly. Yeah, yeah. true anomaly. Any of yeah. those lists. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you know what? This t- has kind of a sweetness that reminds me of their Oktoberfest. Yeah, it does. Yes. Yeah, I, I can't. I agree. It's a Bavarian style lager, so I it should be nail very what that's like, Yeah, that I guess it is sweetness. pretty. Yeah. I wonder what the this one. It might be a little easier to drink, a little lighter yes. yeah, than the Oktoberfest. The other one was a little bit heavier. I both, agree. both are still good. Yeah. Which we were talking to D from fourth. Ta- I think it was D we were talking yeah. to, and he was saying that it's so different than like actual Oktoberfest beers or actual beers in Germany, where these are going to be like on on the sweeter side in in the U.S. But there, you have it, and it's like drastically different. Yeah. yeah. Which. I, yeah, you can understand. I can understand that. They have a harder life over there. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have sugar. <laughs> I can't get it. Anyway, no, they do. They have sugar. 
Mm-hmm. Delicious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good stuff. It has a pretzel in there, so I'm just yeah. trying to hit that. That's a good option with this. I would, yes, I would eat a pretzel with this. Or most with mustard. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't oh, you yeah. any mm-hmm. German beer eat a pretzel with it? Yeah. <laughs> a pretzel necklace. <laughs> That's not a reference to the song Pearl Nick. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, if you're, if you're Octoberfest, you're going to have that on your like, That's the American. <laughs> he's the one with the pretzel neck. <laughs> no, right. The people who. He's just there, well, your, I know what we're going to wear when we go to Germany. Pretzel what is, necklaces. What is your biggest pretzel? I want to wear it around my neck. It's a pretzel. It's not like that. It's just rolled gold on a string, basically. <laughs> yeah. Just rolled. like little pretzels. Well, you, yeah. have a, you can have a big one and just be like a bib. Yeah, and you just like use it. Like anything you eat just falls no, off. Okay, I and now then you know. just peel off a little piece. I, I now know what it has to be. You have to have okay. a big, like warm, soft pretzel in the but middle, then the roll yeah. gold all right. up it, so it looks like a chain with a medallion. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my god, they're gonna love that. Hard no for me. I mean, I say hard. Why no. are you waiting in all those lines and you have food around your neck? <laughs> For beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for beer, I guess. So here's a question. Will the IPA ever not be the number one beer? That's a good question. It's uh, tough, right? So we uh, one of the hardest things for us when we put these surveys together was trying to understand how we classify beer. Yeah, which, which I noticed that yeah. uh, on, on the survey, it's got IPA and ales, Yeah, which I take it. Yeah, umbridge. Yeah, with that it was like. Wait, there's the, so much. You guys rated those too. He's the professor. There's so much that goes. But the, the key thing with that survey was we, so we, many ales. This is not. We weren't comparing yeah. right this right. from style to style, and so yeah. what we were trying to do was was kind of put a list together that incorporated everything that would be any other classification, mm-hmm. so you could tag it to each one of those seven yeah. styles that we had. But if we were sat around in a bar asking, "Oh, what style would you like to to drink?" Mm-hmm. Then that's a list of seven that maybe you'd you'd mention. Um, here or there and so but it was really difficult because you know you, we could have given the list of 40 and people would have looked at it and said yeah i know I, I ipa know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the, one of the more controversial um things that came up from those discussions and we and we talked to a lot of folks about it was this idea of, of separating hazy and new england ipa into its own yeah style yeah right. into its own yeah. category or not style but into its own survey response option um, yeah. And the reason for that was because ultimately we were going to ask people which breweries you think are making the best hazy New England IPAs, uh, and that data was more was was it was better to have that data separate to people who were asked, answering who's making the best traditional IPAs. Yeah. Um, so it worked really well from that standpoint. But in, in answer to your question, I, I don't know. There's so, there's so many breweries who are doing those um, like diverse flavored hazy yeah. IPAs right now and they're doing very well with it in the sense that they're also I think attracting a new type of, of drinker mm-hmm. into craft beer especially in their in their, their localities I, I love them I love them yeah but, but I mean and in that sense is it a bad is it a bad thing because I think there's a lot of people who are traditionalists in our space and maybe me one of them who initially looked at it and said okay that's a that's a bad thing a pastry stout and a you know a, a five flavored hazy IPA I'm not yeah. sure I can get on, get on board with that but then when you see the success they've had and the fact that people are talking about them and they're very Instagrammable, that I dare I say, I, I think it is creating some kind One of buzz. One poured green tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a. Ha- I mean, it was a hazy. Yeah, you stick a stick. It's great. That's and that's stick I a like scoop that. of ice cream in there. Take a photo. Put a <laughs> filter on it, and yeah. uh, uh, you know, very Instagrammable. I, yes. I work on the retail side of it, and there's a there's a pretty big divergence. There's not Hopadillo. Yeah, Hopadillo. What, what do they make? 
That's that's Carbox. Carbox. Uh, okay. It's like, but uh, uh, you're starting to see these East Coast, West Coast styles, or your Mountain IPAs, which typically lean. Oh no, the there's going to be nice. violence. But, Anytime uh, you go East Coast versus West Coast, it ends violent. <laughs> but but you're, you're, start, you're starting to see stuff like the Friends and Allies Fresh Hold Coast, which pack. is kind of a blend of yeah, the styles. Yeah, yeah. You have a little bit of fruit, but you have a little bit of that kind of piney citrus like a bit too. Wow. But, um, but and that's, the, that's the tough but, thing, though. Do, you know, doing what we were trying to do was was trying to find that balance because you, you're absolutely right in everything you've said. But wait, well, <laughs> can, can we get, can we cut? I just need that part. I need that for for future. A new cell phone. Uh, <laughs> can you say that louder? <laughs> but but our concern was, you know, if you were to ask which style of IPA is your favorite, then that's when you're going to lose your average. Consumer, right? right? And well, so, that's what I'm looking for. And so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to lose the guy who goes to the bar. I see this every single time in the line. I'll take an IPA, or I'll, they're talking to their friend. They're just like, "I'm gonna get the IPA." And it's like they don't even care, like what, if it's what it hazy. Yeah. If there's other well, and elements, then, and then they it. give it a two on untapped. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is a shitty IPA. Yeah. 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 They're like, it, "Oh, this this wasn't piney or resiny <laughs> at all." Yeah, I just I get frustrated because it seems very yeah. closed minded. You know that you can't even like push something else on to, to like recommend that they yeah. Like, yeah, but I've yeah, they just want the IPA thing to be a craft beer drinker. Well, in mm-hmm. their minds or something like that. I'm, well, you can't, I'm now you can't really do at war like against a, uh, this. I've decided another war. I guess you could compare like a German wit or a German wheat to a, a, a Belgian, Belgian wit, wit mm-hmm. um, yeah. which are two different styles. They're similar, but like that's that's about as close as you can get in other styles. Yeah. Like, well, so, but the Czech Pilsner versus the German Pilsner. Yeah, there but, you go. But even so, I mean, they're both. I mean, they're they're similar. They're both Pilsners, but they're not distinct. I mean, like, they are distinct. Kolsch versus Kolsch style. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I mean, Kolsch but I mean, it, like <laughs> yeah. It's not as divisive. Like a pilsner drinker will probably yeah. drink both, whereas like like this, I disagree this, with that. <laughs> this, the, for, for the most part, but your but your East Coast your your hazy IPA drinker versus your traditional IPA, there's not a whole lot of crossover. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's very it's very distinct. Some, yeah, yeah. Wait, crossover. Like from you what? you either like your traditional IPAs, which right. are your piney, citrusy, resiny, or you're like or your like East Coast, fruity, which are hazy, very yeah. tropical. Well, that's fruity. what I mean. I don't think anyone that I've seen in a bar is like I want that more experimental tropical stuff. I think they want the the piney, resiny stuff, and but, then if they don't get they're like what the hell is this but it's almost because of that that it's become such a popular style that it almost needs to be its own its own subset yeah it needs to be its own I don't have to take it off the top of my head but when you look at the individual consumer responses there was not as much crossover between the same people saying IPA and ales that also Mm -hmm. said hazy IPA there was a significant number of folks who only said one or the other yeah Yeah. which was really interesting that's what he's saying is that they there's a split. Yeah. That, that, and that's where See, the data backs up the argument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you just... again. Can we get that cut again? Like, it might be because I just don't know either. No, like... we have to lose it all because you hit, yeah, your, hit oh, the mic. It. Oh, it's all getting edited out. Oh, no. Can't keep it. So, no. But what I will say as well is there's also – so so that's definitely a, a trend that we see, this this hazy IPA. And I, I know of some maybe smaller breweries or newer breweries who, who are just feeding off that, right? And so right. They yeah. build, and they're yeah. building their – their turn brand, and burn, baby. Yeah, they're burn. building their brand around it and they're building, you know, they're, they're running one barrel, three barrel systems and they're producing one batch. Right. And then when it's gone, it's gone. And then you come in next week for the next crazy thing that we're, we're going to make. And that's definitely working. And when I go to those breweries, I see folks that I think I probably wouldn't see these kind of people or have these kind of conversations in other traditional craft breweries. 
and you know, as as much as people can say, well, I don't necessarily agree with the fact that they want to come in and, and like that style and call that craft beer. It is expanding our industry, to, right, sure. To us. Yeah, and so yeah. if you look at the ultimate goal, ultimate fight, fight against you know, big beer, bad independent craft brewers on this side, you know, how are we going to grow this part of the market? I think that has been over the past 18 months or so. Not sell to them. A try, yeah, <laughs> a, a tried and tested way of, of growing the market um, right, yeah. from a right. consumer standpoint. The flip side that we're seeing now, though, is a lot more traditional. Uh, and this will help the, the Pilsner drinkers. Yes. There's a lot more uh, folks who are, let's say, have been drinking craft beer for a while, perhaps been, have certainly over the past five to ten years, are now going back to those traditional styles yeah. out of just the fact that they want to identify as not being. I understand. I, I, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I want to be in a bar. Like, right. I want people to See look at me and see me drinking my pills and be like, damn, I, want, I wish I could be like, maybe I'll be like him in the future. <laughs> I got, I'm sitting here with my, you know, strawberry what, mango. What I, what I strawberry like. milk, <laughs> mango milkshake <laughs> yeah. IPA. I'm maybe one day trends. I'll be that guy. What, what, I, what I like but isn't about that a, a lot of a lot of the Austin brewers, I can't say about all of them, but what I like about a lot of the Austin brewers is they have like two or three cans that they have on the shelves at all times, like just two or three. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have like maybe one seasonal or they'll have or, – or maybe they'll have like, you know, two at any given time. But there's no more than like five cans on the shelf, whereas some of these more established brewers and stuff, they've, they've got like a whole like – Eight feet of it, just it's like, yeah. oh, hey, this is all the yeah. stuff that we have out right now. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, that's, it's nice, but it's like, at the same time, it's all like, hey, I mean, why don't you just stick with what you're good at? But it, it pushes stuff. out the it's other, true. it gives them more space, so it, it pushes out the other. They want, hey, they want, you just see their beer. They want every inch it. of that shelf space. And they'll they'll fight you for it, yeah. They, 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 I, trust me, I work in the industry. They fight for it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we would – my wife and I were down in San Antonio with some friends um, just a week ago, and there's a, a brewery down there yeah. called uh, <laughs> <laughs> Isla Street, and we have yeah. one of their beers. And, and they appeared – I had not heard of this brewery whatsoever. I've been, oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I've, heard, I've heard they're really good. And, and, and after, like again, a coming. month of the survey, I was noticing them coming in and in the mm. responses. Really? And I was like, wow, this is – you know, everyone from San Antonio, a lot of folks in San Antonio are mentioning them. Uh, and sure, so, so we went down there and sure enough, met the owners. They're working on a, a small one-barrel system. Yeah, yeah. They're producing what they're producing and, and they open, I think, at 4 p.m. on a Friday. But sure enough, 2 p.m. on a Friday, there's a line around the block to see what are these guys got going on got this yeah. week. And I think it's, you know, ultimately it's ruffling a lot of feathers amongst maybe some of the more traditional established brewers. These guys have come in and done mm-hmm. so well so so quickly. Their but, numbers are pretty interesting. Yeah, that's actually one of the ones I was going to say. Maybe you have a bit more of a, a dichotomy of in the, the individual answers, particularly when you break it down between brewers and, and consumers. Right. But they it's have not, this it's not quite, it's not quite as big, but it's higher up. So yeah. It's like, uh, so overall brewery experience, 16. Yeah. yeah. Excitement for next 12 months, 10. Mm-hmm. But producing best beer, 40. Right, yeah. They were the, contribution, yeah. 40. But they're 22 overall. Yeah. But isn't after you get af- out of the top, 20 isn't it just uh, alphabetical after or? 50 after, after 50. 50 yeah oh okay yeah so, and the reason for that was because we didn't have enough data so if you were yeah. comparing 97th to 98th it could have been like five guys around a table mm-hmm. made a difference between being that number and so you can't i really... resemble that remark <laughs> <laughs> and so you know we, we produced we published one to 50 because it would have taken a lot to move up a place yeah. in that 50 ranking yeah. but not so much from 97 to, to 98 but, but that brewery is, is a great example where they've got this this local passionate following there's mm-hmm. 
maybe one or two other breweries within, I guess, like a five mile radius Weathered of them. Weathered Souls is right near there. Yeah. But, uh, I've heard that Isla Street is way better than Weathered Souls. I'm, but. Just, I'm trying to remember. So I went to three breweries. Uh, Isla is the one that's in the, uh, like a warehouse where they back up truck. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that one is like. When you walk in, it. I felt like I was in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was like a food truck. It's not very yeah. polished. Yeah, <laughs> and you go in, but it feels like a, you could tell yeah. the people there are locals. Yeah, uh, the bar is wood and doesn't even look safe. It's like but plywood. it's it just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but people there were extremely nice. Yeah, some of the best oh, yeah. beers I'd been, had in the three places I went. I went to the other one that you mentioned, uh, uh, Weathered Souls. Weathered yeah. Souls, yeah. And they do uh, whiskey. Or yeah, they or also do that. Yeah, and so like that place is popular. Oh, like Ranger Creek is, is which is one. There's one next to Isla Street as well as a distillery brewery. Also, Ranger Creek. Ranger Creek, Creek, Creek. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get there. But th- this one, Weathered Souls, is like it feels like a tourist trap. It's a completely different perspective. Yeah, uh, but I like Isla better. And they had one, and I, th- I think I showed you guys a photo where I'd never seen it before. They took like Mexican candy. Yeah, they melt it um, and then they put it on, on the, the outside edge. of yeah. it. Yeah, and then you're supposed to like lick it like a margarita. And then drink it. That was drink amazing. Drink it yeah. like it a margarita. Was, yeah. It was like amazing. Salt on the on the <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was amazing. Salt on the rim. It, it was a spicy, like a very subtly spicy like candy. It's, it's yeah. amazing. And if you go on Untap, for example, everyone takes a photo when right. they post it. And Instagram, my very Instagram blog. Again, goes back yeah. to even things that, Presentation. I guess, presentation, glassware. Yeah, things like that. And, and I think that, you know, they've made a, a pretty big... I see why. So we were with friends in San Antonio for the day, and I dragged them around five breweries. And we go to this one on the way home, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Holy shit, we love this place! This is amazing!" And they yeah. hate craft beer. They're like, yeah. we're not, we're, "You know, they loved the beer. They loved everything." And I, I, I stopped and I thought, "Oh shoot, they've literally just brought two guys who don't drink craft beer into the craft beer space." <laughs> yeah. You know, because yeah. I dragged them along to see. Yeah, and so um, they got my mom hooked. Yeah, she had, oh, she, she had yeah. some there. She doesn't drink. Beer. I thought she yeah. only likes Oasis. Yeah. Well, so um, we were there, and I actually don't she do they don't, don't do oh. much of a release. But their owner did give me a can, which I brought with, nice. which is one we should maybe the, do the, next. Takashi sixty nine or yeah, well, we do that one next. Let yeah. me let me put, I'll bust let's, it out. Let's bust something out. It sounds Somebody like it sounds like it's back. more novelty though. It, so, by the way, you described it like really really dive feel. Oh, it's diving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but it's like su- neighborhood diving. Neighborhood, yeah. So, yeah. Fun. And they're super funny. The owners start right there oh. and they'll, they'll talk to you and the music is cranked up louder than any of the brewery you've been to. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. It, yeah. That's true. And that, so, was, that was another thing in the survey, live music. Yeah. It's like, it's another thing that I avoid myself. But. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the funny things is want that here. that's what a lot of folks <laughs> said to me is like, well, it's great that you're collecting, you're giving us the positives who was voted for. We'd love yeah. the love the opposite of that data to know where we, we're not going to find kids or music yeah. or dogs or yeah. you know, yeah. I love this kid. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this so it's actually the, the pistachio six nine, right? Pistachio six nine. It's a pistachio stout? and dark chocolate ganache stout. So good, you go and tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's yeah. that's branding right there. That's the important stuff. Man. I don't know who the bartender was, but she was super nice. Like she came up to talk to my parents about the beer, apologized. I think they ran out of glasses. Like, oh. she was like we had to put them in the dishwasher. She, um, and then they gave you all Dixie cups. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like yeah, generic glasses. And then um, yeah, it was just it was it was an interesting experience. But the best beer out of the three that because we went to Weathered Souls, we went to another place. That's uh, one of them felt like a college place, um, and then Weathered Souls. It was definitely more touristy because they had a bus out there that they yeah. were, people were busing on a bus tour. Yeah, and it goes back to this. I guess this. And a lot of folks have asked me since we published this report, look, you know, give me the five things, like brewery owners, give me the five things. Oh that, man, just finish it, Joel. 
Hold, hold, hold that thought. Okay. You want to go ahead? This, this, is, is, this is stupendous. This is, oh, yeah. this I hope is it's delicious. good because I just poured all of it. This is son oh, of a just bitch. Smelling you it. saw your face yeah. and I was yeah. like, oh, oh. It's, this, it's this is not even, amazing. Like the man. nose on it, I was just like, I want all of this. It's oh, wow. So sweet. So sweet. Nutty yeah. and like drinking. Like zero roast. It's like a birthday Sasquatch without <laughs> all the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's very. This chocolate, chocolate, and chocolate like, a lot of chocolate, not not just dark chocolate, but like milk chocolate. When you, when you as talk well. about like chocolate stout or something like mm-hmm. that, like it's usually very subtle. No, yeah. no, this not is, on this. Uh, this is chocolate syrup. Did you guys sleep with to get this? <laughs> <laughs> this is worth it. Mm. But, That's uh, worth the yeah. drive down the, to San Antonio. The pistachio is, is uh, a little bit more subtle, though. Right. But, uh, oh, it's there. Well, when we chatted yeah, to one I of the guys at the bar, they especially said on the nose. people line up for a couple of hours. And, Joel, you saw it. it was, it's not in like a, necessarily a place you'd want to line up for a couple not of a hours. Not a nice place. There's nothing scenic it's about it. It's very modern. Yeah. It's like well, a modern warehouse. Yeah. Kinda, like other people are like back in their 18-wheelers and they're the yeah. spots. Wait, to so go back. Lining up down the road. It's exactly like square. Square? Circle? Right, circle, 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 circle. <laughs> circle. <laughs> circle is a square. Dude, a triangle. Yeah. Go back to the numbers I can on this again. That, yeah. Six nine. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, the data numbers. Oh. Sixteen. Yeah. Hold on. No, no. So this this place y'all are describing sounds jankety as fuck. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason this this brewery was ranked really high on yeah. the location. Excitement for next 12 months, 10th. Right. It's in the top yeah, 10. Yeah, for, sure. for the overall experience. Yeah. That's right, right. But no, overall, 16. Ex- overall experience, 16. In Texas. Overall yeah. experience. But this the, sounds the quality like the, of the beer, <laughs> the experience. what was their rank? 40. Really? That yeah. doesn't make any <laughs> sense. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't track. Well, let me tell you, all. I can break it down for you a little bit. And that was because they didn't have the, this. the brewers <laughs> didn't vote for the very hardy for this Oh, oh. Yeah. so okay. people, customers the like it, love it, yeah. But the brewers did not. Were they yeah. aware of it? The brewers? I, a good question. I mean, I doubt it because first of all, you have to make it's an effort to, to get there. The, right. You're not getting this anywhere outside the tap room. So, I, I, I guess the answer is, well, my guess would be likely not. That makes me wonder. Right? So they, they canvas you know this... labeled it just for you, or they saw no? This there, uh, so... I good question. Um, Looks like something they'd sell. This four is packs a crowd. Of, no, yeah, and this is this is. This is does it something it's all four packs of yeah potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, they didn't have uh, anything to go, but as I was leaving, it's like hey, uh, t- yeah, take this. Nice. I was like sure. It's like a friends only. Thing. Yeah. This awesome. is, if this is the one, it's kind of like uh, Orf's not listed on on, on the uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Orf's not. When you described the uh, the experience, it yeah. reminded me a lot of Orf. That's uh, yeah. immediately yeah. what I came with. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I'll be honest, up, our group was a little bit skeptical. But the minute you step in, <laughs> it's just like loud music, colors, yeah. vibrant, friendly. You like leave. you feel like you've stepped in a portal to another world. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's, there's that's a awesome. lot of those in yeah. San Antonio. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> a lot of those portals. <laughs> now what I like when Zoo is really down to earth in the sense of like everything's not polished, like you, you get a menu, it's not like someone they didn't hire like a branding agency. It's like written on a napkin, you know? They just hand you a Cocktail <laughs> yeah, this tells you it. It's not written anyway. Why was I got a white laminated piece of paper that had been stained with beer? Yeah. <laughs> today we that's got. I knew was good. Yeah. Today we got mystery meat burgers. You know, like. That but they, like but just, they were changing the 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 
the tap menu behind the tap list behind the bar, and as they were changing it, people would walk up from the tables to see what are they going to write oh, yeah. next. Nice. Yeah, oh, that's and awesome. So that's that's impressive. Exciting. That was where I was like, okay, I, I, I get, get it. it. Yeah. yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, because their stuff's damn good. We had four or five different beers, and they were all great. Yeah, I, I will say that this alone is enough to make me go want to go try them. Yeah, to try them. Next I mean, yeah, I think he handed you the right one. It's, yes, I feel like that's an easy trip. We just make it a Sunday or whatever. Well, there. good thing from a, from an awesome perspective is it's this side of town as well. Oh, good. And so it's no, very yeah, much the, it's also nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, I, w- I will say although I love North the artwork on that of, can, you don't. So no, you don't yeah. have to go uh, all through the to the other yeah. side of it's San still Antonio. It's far though when you drive. Yeah, <laughs> I grew up well, in the area, so. yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, but then there's, there's places are on the north side, so it actually works. But there's a lot of places along the way though that did very well in our rankings. Places like Guadalupe and Five Stones, and yeah. so there's, there's a lot between here and San Antonio that I think are doing. I've been always. Brothels, isn't there yeah, a well, there, there's well, there's a couple there. Five Stones are in New Braunfels technically, yeah. but it's a little bit off the. The beaten path. I've always I've wanted to to try some of their stuff. I see their cans every once in a while, but usually it's an IPA, hmm. and it's just like I don't know, man. A, pie, a, a, a sixteen ounce IPA. I don't know if I could have had yeah. an the entire whole thing pint of, of that. this. Yeah. Oh, I know I could have. Oh, I it's so it's so rich. Seven of them. So rich. It's like it's like a port. You need it in a port glass and like. A smaller this tulip would be good over pistachio ice cream. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we'll have to get more. <laughs> so they do a brown ale, I guess. Is this Suavecito Thirty, hmm. which is the one that everyone kind of goes crazy for as well? A brown ale that people go crazy yeah. for. Hmm. So I say worth the worth the trip. I mean, San Antonio on the whole, I think is worth the trip. We went to uh, back and turned, which is in the downtown mm-hmm. which just opened i think in the past few months and um we actually have i have one uh crowd i brought back from there as well and then roadmap also pretty fun downtown i think that they're, they're doing, starting to get a pretty they good really are and the fact that the brewers conference is going to be there later this year the national brewers conference oh, really? i think that's the really national brewers yeah that's really going, going to which uh, i'll be honest with you like good on the brewers association as well for going to a, an up-and-coming town rather than yeah. just you know you could have come Golden to austin Colorado. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that's really going to showcase san antonio breweries and i think they're all aware yeah. of it as well and yeah. so i think oh, yeah. they're all really kind of building up to it and that's going to be in awesome. april i believe and so mm-hmm. you know so hopefully a lot of these guys get a bit more credit than you know or people get eyes and ears on their on their beer and able to try right. some of their beer we should try to get media passes yeah we got them for the texas craft beer festival uh, so i had the um let's see fresa blunt i think that's what my dad had mm. that's really good fresa and then oh, i really wanted to try this cold stone steve austin <laughs> Cold Stone Steve Austin. Yeah, it's ice cream. That, yeah, uh, okay. I was cold, yeah, yeah cold sweet. Stone. It's sweet cream and marshmallow. Oh, it's a milk stout. Twelve point four percent. Yes, please. Yes, a lot of sugar in there. Yeah. No thanks. Did another another stout that was twelve point five. Yeah, so people go crazy. I think for their stouts and then for their hazy IPAs mm-hmm. as well, which goes back to that whole whole idea mm-hmm. that I think there's a, there's this developing area of the market that have come in that are just looking for that high ABV, high yeah. flavor stuff. And and you know, whether we like it or not, it's it's almost seems like it's it's been around long enough to say it's here to stay. Yeah. yeah. It probably the is. hazy IPA is very drinkable on its own, but it lends itself to a lot of variants also. Yeah. Tups is kind of 
pretty much. <laughs> yeah, they have. It's the easiest one to point to because, like, yeah. literally, they'll put out a, a double they don't dry even hop have series names for them. It's just yeah. numbers. Yeah, a yeah. double dry hop series, and then they'll do a variant of it that yeah. kind of pairs to the hops that they're doing with the, uh, the hop blend that they're doing. True. But it's like the traditional IPA. It's yeah, all like King. you like piney and resinous. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. No, no, like, we can do it really hard. Like, But I, and I think there's, yeah, that's the one. I think there's some things that, that other breweries can, because I, I think with someone it's like Isla Street, a lot of folks have looked at it and said, okay, that's uh, very different to us. We don't really understand that, it. We probably don't have any crossover in, in consumers. But I think there's a lot that folks can learn just in terms of how they've kind of like come in, made a big splash, how they present themselves, how they've, they've got that like real passionate following because that passionate following then creates more passionate followers and that's how people i guess then find out and so you can make good beer but if you're not focused on the consumer yeah. like it's like oh hey they really like this or mm-hmm. hey but they're really like listening to us then yeah you're no. not really, yeah. you're not really attached no, to make smoked listen. beers until everybody likes it <laughs> that's, why, that's why they're make 40 you want excited about the uh, the coming uh, this coming year all right but, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and crack this one open it's uh from back unturned which you were talking about earlier what a porter mm-hmm. coconut porter oh <gasps> An- another yeah. one of Clint's favorites. If you're going to flavor it with something, flavor it with coconut. I hope it's not so dry. Clint will definitely not dry it. So they've been open, I think, in just a few months. And they had four beers on tap when we were there. They had some great great pizza down at their place in the middle of San Antonio on nice. the Riverwalk. And so, again, someone who will do, do really well from based on their location and based on the fact that I think they're, they're brewing to – to what consumers are asking for in this. Mm-hmm. So they had... Um, Coconut. Yeah, they had light, light, two lighter beers and then a hazy in it and this, this porter. I feel like you have to have that kind of diversity. Like, it's a good yeah. look. It's like a good-looking porter. It is. Oh, I thought you meant the can. But yeah, yeah the, the, the porter I feel like you have to have at least four look. beers when you open and two of yeah. them have to be IPAs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a hazy and then a regular. Well, I think nowadays, especially with that group of folks we were just talking about, that those, those consumers, I think if you don't have something for them and, and you just... You've not got a, a hazy or a, mm-hmm. a flavored stout, let's say. Then yeah. you may be catting yourself out from from getting their attention. And that's part of the problem. Like when you do open a new brewery, it's all like <laughs> people will judge you on what you have right then. Yeah, like not what's coming down the pipe. Yeah, because like right then, so you just opens so like oh you've got, yeah, you've got nothing I can drink. So I'm, happened, like, I'm never coming to here again. Hop squad. Yeah, honestly. yeah. I think a few breweries have, over yeah, the past few years have had, had that situation where people have gone for the first time. In the first week, and maybe right. not had yeah. a great experience. Um, this, this, we really did a disservice to this. I think drinking it after the, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. But all, it's still, it's still good. It's still good. All I can smell this, is the pistachio this, and chocolate. But like after yeah. it got on the tongue, I was like, oh yeah, it's good. That's very good. Now it tastes like roasted coconut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but one's um, all around. I'm, I'm the kind of person who I, I never really have cravings for certain food. You know, some people be like, oh, yeah. I can really have pizza. I never have that. I never but, know what to eat. Yeah, but with beer, I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh, man, like if I go to a place. I really I'll, go for Yeah, I can this, go for this. Yeah. yeah. And that's where this seems very unique in this. I would only drink this if I was like in the mood. If kind you of really forward. wanted it. Yeah. yeah okay. It's like, oh, I really could go for yeah. something. If you, if you like coconut, this is a great beer. <laughs> if you don't like porter. coconut, it's not I really like <laughs> Besides a rolled gold necklace, uh, what uh, what goes well with German beer? The roll gold necklace uh, pretzel, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll gold. Yeah, roll well, gold so, so it's funny you say that because uh, have you guys been to Central Machine Works yet? 
I have not. Oh, no. They okay. Yeah, they, they opened really recently. They opened really recently, yeah. and they're down on uh, where East Cesar Chavez meets East 5th oh. in East Austin. Okay. Um, oh, okay. oh I might know where that's at. And that's a big old, <laughs> I guess, like airport hangar, and they, they've got, they must be on, if I had to guess, like three or four acres out there. Yeah. Um, wow. And it's wow. fantastic, and they have a beautiful bar area, beautiful shed space area, but their, their menu uh, lends itself to a lot of good, like, I guess, German, Pairings, German or, foods. Okay. Kind of German foods, I guess, but they they had a great like German chicken salad oh, yeah. that went really that was really good. I had, but that's what I had. She's thinking about that more recently, other than pretzels, what what goes well. But that like good like German potato salad, I think, is something that I really German yeah, salad. Salad. Yeah. salad. Yeah, yeah, I want to go there. It's uh, brand new. It like, is brand new. Yeah, yeah. A month old. And maybe? again, my wife and I we played hooky one day and went to East Austin and uh, went there, and it was it was great. We had a really good time, but. It's interesting to see there's so many new breweries that are opening on these these very I'd say uh, larger systems as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. looking to produce like volume of of beer and and you just hope it can sustain and you hope right. and a place like that will because it'll attract those folks in East Austin. Even though it's a bit further out, it's not walkable right now, but it will right. because it's just an interesting spot to go to. Um, it's going to expand. Yeah, but there's but then you see so many of these upcoming um, breweries in Austin that will open even in the next twelve months, and I mm-hmm. think it'll be. A lot of those are coming into it with the right idea, but batch. I, I, yeah, batch and yeah. and meanwhile is opening in South Austin, oh, yeah, yeah. which I'm really excited about. I got to meet those guys recently. They were, they really were interested in the project to understand what could, they could learn from the right. as they open up based on the data. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but then you you also then wonder with these great breweries opening up, how's that? How's everyone else gonna? How's it gonna play in the sandbox for everybody else when there's only right. a, a, a limited number of, of consumers and so the market's starting to get a little saturated as far as that doesn't that doesn't make sense. Well, oh, I, no, I, 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 as, as far as far as retail space goes, oh, okay. yeah. Of, oh, yeah, like, for speaking sure. from my side, like the, yeah. the, the, the retail space is starting space. to get just but. get some more shelves, man. What the fuck? <laughs> it's, only so, it's only so much, uh, dump, so much dump out all that whiskey. Here. <laughs> I mean, there's this little when the margin gets a little bit better. We'll talk. <laughs> These convenience stores down south called okay. Quickie Picky, and they have like an L shape. Say that on the radio. Quickie, uh, cooler system, and you go in there and you, you see so many woman. different beers, and then they have individual ones, and I didn't recognize half of yeah. them. Like. I saw a lot of the, the mainstays, like ABW is there, Shiner, mm-hmm. but I, I, there's some stuff I was like, I don't know where that's from. It's not from Austin. Uh, but yeah, there's champ, what the not, fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> the build your own six pack thing, I, I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, that's cool. know, yeah. I'll always pay, I'll happily pay more to build my own six pack and try. Agreed. That's a variety. Yeah. The, the only thing I worry about is what if I really like this beer? I only have one of them. Maybe well, they, I need to build two six packs. The cool thing about this quickie picky is they actually have a bar. It's basically I don't even know what you'd call it. It's a convenience store, but it's a bar right in the front, yeah. and then like all like just liquor, but it's or it's beer and wine. But yeah, it's mostly beer, a little bit of wine, some snacks, and then just a bar right in front. And there's cool. there are people sitting at the bar, like a guy uh, working his laptop. Cedar <laughs> Park just opened up a bottle shop. They have a whole bunch of oh, really yeah. interesting beers up there too. Nice. What, what did? Also, there's there's. I think a, it's just called Bottle Shop. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it, that's it, when yeah. you know there's not many bottle shops around. Exactly. If you're able to open a bottle shop named Bottle Shop, yeah, right. it's, like, yeah. it's like in Pflugerville, or Pflugerville, there's the Growler Bar. Huh. There's also their thing is there's also the Growler Room that's uh, near Burnet. Yeah, but yeah. Is the Growler Bar I just a get those brewery, confused. brew pub, or do they, do they make their own stuff? Or no, no, no they just they, they mm-hmm. buy kegs. And it's a, it's a beer bar, and they just and if you want a Growler, you it's can a get what that. Bar? Beer bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So one of the things we also asked all the survey respondents was, what, what are your favorite craft beer bars to drink? Yeah. yeah. And so that data is also really interesting for I us. I think that's where I stopped. I was yeah. like, I don't know too many. I couldn't think of any uh-huh. Like at the time. It's like, it's like uh, the Flying Saucer doesn't exist yeah, anymore. I don't yeah. know. And then there's uh, Draft House, though. There's- so what's interesting is being able to cross-check that with the from a brewery standpoint. To be able to say, okay, people who like my beer, where do they actually drink? Right, yeah. Right. And so we're going to be able to give this information to breweries directly and say that people who are saying good things about specific beers or specific styles, this is where they're drinking at which craft beer bars. And so this all, is the zip code they live at. So all the IPAs are in Rainy Street. <laughs> Crap Pride. There you go. There's another one. Big old red section right here, right off 35 in South Austin yeah. or Central Austin. I've, you know, I've never really thought about this, but if Uh-oh. you go into like the Growler Bar, it's not like half the list is IPAs. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. Is it, you are you just like, saying that because uh, you're not paying attention to the IPAs? That, that could be. <laughs> no, no, they have a huge. Like they just have a huge you're, diverse. You're saying uh, that that it, they should offering. have like a, an IPA from all those breweries. Well, if, <laughs> here is what they want. The way the way the way that, the way that, that people are drinking. Five are years you? ago, yes, they would have, they would have had just like half their you know list would yeah. have just been IPAs of from different breweries or something. I mean, Clint's right. They have they have more nitros than I see IPAs so far. Oh, at the three, Growler Bar? Three versus two. They have two yeah. different New England IPAs, and then they have three different Nitro beers. Yeah. And they, have, they don't have a lot of IPAs there. It's a good sign. Unless, I like unless you're looking for IPAs. A beer called Droid Rage. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not very good. It's from uh, Lakewood. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a red ale? It's like Black the ale? one. Imperial Red. It's the one thing I've had from Lakewood that was just not good. The Temptress is what I've had. The Temptress, Temptress series is very good. I got. I, I, I talked to their uh, sales rep the other day. Oh. I was like, "Why didn't I see the Sendment this yeah. year?" And he's all like, yeah. "Nobody bought it." I was like, it, yeah. I was like I "Nobody bought, bought it. that." Like, I, I've been asked for it like ten times. I was, in the wait, last two weeks. I was waiting for it because it came out last November or so November, delicious or before the it's year salted before. Salted caramel. Now. Salted caramel is pretty good. The thing is that that one's really sweet, but it covers up all the alcohol, so it'd be dangerous. But then it, it, you can't really drink too many of them because it's just so sweet. <laughs> it funny. tastes really good, though. Well, it tastes good over ice cream. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. I assume you've been to a lot of the breweries and a lot of the different metro areas. What do you feel like is the best scene of the of the four major ones? For so, you. What's yeah, the for me, I, you know, I don't just say this. I think for me, for my um, beer taste and beer style, I, I think I've Austin, I think it's producing a lot, lot more of my style than other places. But I it, think it does, it does seem like they're a lot more traditional. Traditional, yeah. yeah. But that doesn't mean necessarily mean better. But I think for, for me, from the traditional standpoint. But then, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy Houston beer a lot. I enjoy Houston. Um, yeah, Houston yeah. has a lot of good stuff coming yeah. out of it. It really does, Lone especially Pine. some of the, the yeah, the, the maybe the younger breweries. The two past two or three years that have opened, I think, in Houston, are really doing some some good stuff. Um, yeah. And. There's so many of them now as well. You can go to Houston. You go to Houston, I think, for like two weeks and look at every brewery. Yeah. Um, I'm curious because when I went, like, I didn't see really any scene. So, and I talked to some people there and they said there wasn't. So it's, it's really, blown up yeah. in the last few years. I think, is I don't know that there's a centralized area like there is yeah. here in Austin. Like, you yeah. have the 5 uh, and, and then Houston is so and spread the, out. Yeah, so. and Houston City. is, like, so massive that yeah. I bet it's all spread out. That's what I, well, yeah. that's what I was wondering if it was uh, – 
There's a couple Dude, different yeah. brewery districts there. In, uh, yeah, well, as we talked about B52, B52 is in Conroe, which is, again, like 40 mm-hmm. miles north. north but yeah. on any given day at B52, which is a, a beautiful, fantastic place to visit, you've got folks from all over Houston as well. You've got someone like... Clint s- loves Lake Conroe. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no. No? No. I always found it to just be too muddy and dirty. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> any, any lake around Houston. I, I yeah. prefer, uh, like our golf. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Lake Travis and... Lake Buchanan. Those are not in Houston. No. (laughs) I guess that's that's why he likes them. I grew up in in Houston. Okay. Uh, This episode of Three Lakes. This has been Lake Lake Talk. But people go crazy for ingenious, for brash. And yeah. brash is a really funny one because I actually went to brash and I thought, okay, this is cool. You know, I'm, I'm keen to visit. They have all this crazy beer that I've not tried before. Yeah. And I get there and it's a, a surprise because the location is kind of, it's a warehouse. It's dark. It's like this like loud um heavy metal music playing yeah. like my kid would not like it no, yeah. no. Oh, my kid might like would it would you say it was brash yeah <laughs> it is uh, it was in fact brash um, but again their beer is their beer is great and people kind of go crazy for their beer but folks who I've spoken to who do go crazy for their beer I can't picture them in that taproom environment. It just doesn't add up for me. Yeah. So they must be getting that beer in some other way. Which is why... The, the I, Skull I, Mechanics love... drinkers are there. So it makes Skull <laughs> Mechanics look like a country club. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which when you uh, when you mention this, like, they have to be getting their beer from somewhere else. Yeah. I like the fact that you're like, where are you drinking these beers at? Yeah. Like, from the consumer side. Yeah, that's important. But I think one of the things that we've seen from, if you, if you map a lot, especially a lot of the, maybe the limited release stuff, and this is really interesting, I think, is that, that trade market and how that trade market affects... Ultimately, you're, if you're trading for something, generally you're, you're overpaying for it, right? You're paying right. the person that you're trading with, and so therefore you're not paying the brewery directly. And so I don't think there's enough of a conversation there as well as how much, how many times has this bottle of Jester King changed hands before the right. person opens it and drinks it? Well, it's a 14 spawn. It's, it's been <laughs> And so, you know, I think that's, that is definitely a lot of the, the Houston, the Dallas, Fort Worth, and San Antonio markets that it's, it's an even bigger factor because there are more mm-hmm. breweries there that are doing more of those, I guess, like trendier styles or hazy IPAs and, yeah. and stouts in particular. It's amazing how the variants really start playing into like the creativity one, but also it starts affecting like that excitement for the yeah. next year. Like, what are they going to do next year? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. Lone Pint, which we're about to, to yeah. drink right now. And the, speaking of Houston breweries, though, they're yeah. not they're outside of Houston and Magnolia, but yeah. Another one of those kind of has a, a a big jump, but when you start getting past like the twenty five mark, I feel like there's a little bit more of a diversity, like all over the place. There is, you know, t- if the difference between you know two of the breweries in the top ten could have been hundreds of votes, right. whereas it, you know down there it can be Clint's gonna love two, this. <laughs> yeah. well not two, but because it, right. it, it could be you know right. ten, fifteen. Right. Um, and Lone Pine's an interesting one because people know them, you know, primarily outside of Magnolia for one beer, right? Yeah. And so we, when we, when people answered the survey, we had to go up and clean up the data afterwards. And a lot of people, as many people called Lone Pint Yellow Rose than yeah, called it by yeah. the brewery name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had to clean that data up and, well, and map it well, back to its if original. Well, you look at the bottle, that yeah. um, their name is really little on the Overall bottle, brewery but. experience, 64. Uh, producing mm-hmm. best beer, 31. Hmm. Excitement for the next 12 months, 88th. 
Wow. And contributes from 63rd. Well, and, and I would say, Second. if I had to guess and look at the data, I would say, well, chances are people who are voting for them for best beer perhaps are in that lower, they've only visited 0 to 20, let's yeah. say, breweries. They know Yellow Rose, and so that mm-hmm. goes right on the list straight away. I have four or five friends, if you ask them what's your favorite IPA, they would name Yellow Rose as right away because it's something they've been drinking for a long time and yeah. it's established because they have no heart yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then when it comes to be excited for the next 12 mosaic. months those folks haven't seen they, they know Yellow Rose is going to be the next 12 months yeah. they don't know anything else that those guys do and then for the, they don't go on the list and so mm-hmm. so what we're drinking here is the Deadhead Ed which right. is a chili porter. I was going to say, yeah. I, I can get some spice. Yeah. So I, I was and like, what, what am I drinking? You're, you're getting less spice than, than uh, Clint is, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Can't handle But I feel it more than I taste what was, it. Oh, yeah? What was the beer? What was my crawler again? Oh, the Cascable. Ca- yeah. From Cascable. 512. Cascable is a chili. Yeah. If yeah. anybody didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that when I ordered it from the growler bar and got yeah. a crawler of it. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> which, which, if you had gone to the source to get it, five one two, yeah, they might have told you. They, might but uh, yeah, like, I was no, 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 you can't handle like, this, this man. Is, what is this? What is cascable? <laughs> and we look it up, and it's like, oh, it's a chili. Yeah, that explains what I'm tasting now. <laughs> once again, I love stouts. Oh, sparkly, sparkly. I don't know. It's got, spicy. It's, got that, it's, it's not got a stout. Little, little, it's a porter. Yeah. Little stabbies in your I'm sorry, throat. you didn't get a chance to read the can before you spoke. My bad. But, um, but again, you know, Lone Pint known for their IPA, Gentleman's relish. right? And so, oh. that, and so they're known for the IPA in the in the this in the overall volume of consumer survey respondents. If I had to go back and look at the data, I would say again, very few people are mentioning them for their, for oh, their yeah. quarters, right? Yeah. So it's I t- think I think yeah. in the Austin market, I've known of two beers for a while. We recently got another IPA that we you got get. Neighbor of the Beast, Neighbor of the yeah. Beast. Um, that six, has, six, has recently come in, but uh, I've not seen anything. I haven't seen this. One. I've seen Yellow Rose, Gentleman's Relish, yeah. and then Neighbor of the Beast, the yeah. three that I've seen in Austin like, seen. at all. So, like, but uh, uh, this is this is nice. It's drinkable. Yeah. It's spicy. I mean, it's not like a man. I I just want one of those. Like, it would be one of those things. Yeah. Like, seasonal or something. Nah, like it's that. good to but, share between two or three. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't drink. Couldn't drink. You know. It's not that I find it thing. interesting that they drink do the 500 thing, milliliter yeah. bottles. Like that, that's something that nobody else is doing. Half liter bottles is what they're doing, which is well, Collective did that, but then they closed. Maybe you shouldn't do. <laughs> but they do four packs. I don't think Collective did. Four it's not that it's hot. Right, right. But yeah. I think it needs like immediately start drinking is like I need some water. Just yeah, like, like I a was thinking cleanser, that as well. like, yeah, My like, problem is I'm like, I need some more liquid and I drink more of it and yeah, just compare yeah. <laughs> well, See, I think this would pair well with like some chicken tacos or something like this. Yeah. Like the, You don't think of that with a stout so much, but yeah. until, like, the spice like really adds it. a little bit more. It's not like, too heavy. But it would be does. pretty good with it. Uh, so let me ask you guys from, from my Ooh, standpoint. Questions for us now. Yeah. That no, doesn't but, ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the concept of this idea of advanced metrics on, on breweries and uh, analyzing breweries' ranking? I'll give it a one. I'll give it a one. Oh, yeah, definitely. I like it. Too. No, it's great to see what everybody's thinking or what the broad spectrum of human thought. I don't know. But, yeah. Clint, well, Clint and, and I are numbers guys. Like, we'll, 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 be, we'll be the first day. We're, we're very much numbers guys. But sure. I, I like looking at the data and just going, okay, this is cool. I can form my own. I mean, numbers yeah. will tell you whatever you want them to say. You can kind of yeah. lean them one way or another. Mm-hmm. But it's all like, okay, well, 
I'm not surprised by this or, hey, I'm surprised by this. Maybe I should look into this a little bit more. But. Yeah, and that was honestly the key thing is, is is if one person would look at it and say, oh, there's a brewery there that oh, I hadn't heard of those before. Let me look them up. Or let me yeah. go try it out for the first time. And that was really where the whole thing, I'd say, kind of started was was the idea that I think oh, if we collected all this data, they would maybe – open up something new for for you if you're looking for a specific type of beer or type right. of experience. And so when it starts getting like really specific about yeah. like, oh, this guy's doing the best porter, it's very interesting how you can it's go. It's like I want to try like, that. Like I had that, I thought it was shit. Yeah. <laughs> or, hey, I thought that one that definitely deserved number one. Yeah. Well and why do and so many people like this? Long term it'll be really interesting to see brewers who people say, oh, they make really good beer. But does their business last? Yeah. Oh, they, everybody may think they make really good beer, but for whatever reason, their facility wasn't nice enough. Their facility wasn't kid friendly, so that the for the location that they set up in, you know, they set up in like a s- suburban their area. Said, Fuck yeah. dogs. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Whatever. I don't, uh, don't want to drink there. <laughs> yeah. But when when you start looking at stuff like that, it'll help breweries really understand like. Okay, if I'm setting up in like a suburban area, then I have to be accommodating for kids. Otherwise, yeah. I'm not yeah. going to last long. Right. Yeah. It really helps them plan their business a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. I think that's fair. I, I mean, we've talked, uh, talked a lot of people about this and thought a lot about this as well. And I think even generationally, I mean, we're probably all of a similar kind of age and, and generation where we started. Did you just assume my age? <laughs> I was po- pointing these guys. <laughs> Right, fair enough. But you know, we we all maybe got into to craft beer, uh, and then since then priorities change, right? You get you you want other things. You've got sure. limited time, and so you're like, I have to grab food with that beer, or I've got to bring you know bring my girlfriend or my wife along. She's going to want something else, or my kid, or my dog, or whatever. And so I think it is becoming much more of a factor when when people are business planning or when they're starting to understand, okay, you know, what's next for my brewery? Is it how to make the next best beer, or is it also how do I how to balance that with uh, the environment as well? Right. Um, but then the flip side of that is, yeah, I want my kid at the brewery, but a lot of people don't want my kid at the brewery. And so how do you balance that? Yeah, you're right. I was at Lazarus, like in the middle of the day on a Friday. And oh, it was brag pretty busy because it's during the <laughs> holiday break when everyone's off. Or oh, yeah. Yeah. And so we're sitting there and I see like people walking with their kids and I, I was like easily offended. And I was like, <laughs> what? They're allowed out here? And uh, all of a sudden, children what? should be seen yeah, and not this, heard. This boy starts chasing a girl and then a dog runs it over a kid like oh, it was just God. fun to watch i just was like on the periphery My but you can tell like this isn't a place for kids like it's not set up for this at all find the worst place for them and yeah. uh i was like i just you're right clint like that that place isn't for them. but for dogs people tons of dogs yeah but yeah. only two families with their little toddlers but everyone else had dogs or just by themselves. but if you come into town just knowing that ahead of time that's what we're trying to do i think is be able to give that information to folks ahead of time so they can plan right. a little bit as well because one of the things we noticed was if with again with yelp or google review if you're searching kid friendly it'll say ah oh, this post mentioned kid friendly because you've written a post right uh joel that says this place is not, not kid friendly, friendly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna start doing that all the places i go i'll be like this place has sharp edges high drops <laughs> not kid friendly free puppies there's nowhere to put your stroller <laughs> You mentioned stroller. It's in there. There's a lot yeah. of pit bulls. I don't know why. But there's a lot of pit bulls that just hang out here. Pit bulls were originally nanny dogs. Uh-huh. Not originally. I think actually originally they were bulls or for rodeos. But then they were nanny dogs. They were dogs. hunting dogs for... I'm thinking about poodles. Bears? Bears? Hmm. 
Okay. No, inclined, I'm inclined to believe that. Something like that. The other thing I like about I know the list. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah. The other thing I like like about the list is we're on the uh, the beer subreddit a lot for Austin. Yeah, and people will post like, "Oh, so and so came out with the national rankings," and then Austin's never you know maybe uh, one or two places, not a lot of sh- we don't uh, representation have in Austin or even Texas in general. <laughs> and then uh, and then you you look at it, it's like all oh, California and then Colorado, but yeah. Colorado's even starting like not like get as much attention anymore. It seems like on those lists, and so like I'm like, man, where's our shit? <laughs> and then you post all of ours. And it's like, okay, this is where we rank. Yeah, this is where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I looked at. I think I looked at it. It was like, okay, Austin. If I if I'm correct on this, I thought Austin was had the most and in the highest. Uh, like, it was. Top of the it was. It was pretty close. All of yeah. them, I think. Uh, well, maybe not San Antonio. Was San Antonio? So San Antonio was not. It was pretty close. The one. The only thing we did with the data with the weighting was if you mentioned a brewery that was outside of your metro. We gave that a little bit more weight. I got you. Okay. Okay. Because right, the idea being, listen, if, you, if you're in Austin, you're in Austin every day, and you're mentioning a Houston brewery, well, that that one's going to get a little bit more for that because it's, yeah. you know, like, and so clearly you got your were way. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you tried, the, yeah, you tried, yeah. The, tried this stuff. The, the thing about Texas overall that, that makes it pretty easy is that Texas is kind of a difficult state to, to move your beer out of and into. Yep. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. it makes it a pretty close. Yeah, it makes <laughs> it a pretty close environment for a project like ours. If we were to do this in. Illinois, it mm-hmm. would be pretty irrelevant pretty quickly because you can just drive over to right. Indiana and, and you know pick up three Floyds or go to yeah toppling Goliath in yeah. uh, Iowa. Yeah. And you, so if we do not this, even bring it over the border, you can, but it's just further to go. Right, oh, right. To, yeah. to, it takes yeah. like ten hours yeah. to get out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to get out. You look at the metro areas. I mean, yeah. we're not even. Yeah, yeah. they're not even close to yeah. borders. Yeah. yeah. So um, if we were to do this somewhere, for example, in, in the Midwest, we'd probably do it as a Midwest yeah, yeah. ranking rather than a state-by-state. State. It makes sense. Um, okay. Yeah. Midwest, because Texas is bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then what will be interesting as well is asking folks, okay, which we'll do this next time as well, is you know, what are your favorite out-of-state breweries? You heard it here first. He's going to Next time. Yeah. <laughs> so to understand, you know, what are your top five out-of-state state breweries? Um, I think that'll be interesting data from, from everyone yeah. as well. Because you'll see a lot of the more prominent names, we'll say. I'm sure Founders, founders yeah. Bells will pop up there. Yeah. Avery, probably. But Odell. Odell. Odell, yeah. What we'd love to get to, though, is let's say, you're going, Boulevard. let's say you're going to <laughs> Phoenix. If I could give you a list and say, listen, you tell me the places you love in Austin. And this is the people who are like you in Austin. They went to Phoenix and they like these places. Oh, that's cool. what we'd love to oh, get to cool. at that yeah. point. Yeah. Where, because the one thing I will see is if you look up any of the Facebook groups, people are kind of like, oh, I'm going to this place. There's 50 yeah, breweries, which yeah. are good, and then 50 people name 50 breweries, and you're as in the nose you were a minute ago because you have a <laughs> list of 50 breweries. Right. <laughs> yeah, so. Places that have more than one brewery. For instance, Oscar Blues, who's here in town. Like, where do they fall? How, do they, how does that work? So for the Texas. Are they craft beer? <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's the one thing we did. We did omit the, we only included folks who, ha- who hold the independent craft okay, brews. Okay, yeah. Um, from the Brewers Association. That was a pretty easy thing for us to, that, that, to that's do. That's pretty easy. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. Easy and so we made three breweries based on, on that Good. in Texas. Um, but for the Texas one alone, we just left it as as is. And people said Oscar Blues. We assumed it to be the Oscar Blues. The Austin Oscar the Blues. The Austin yeah. Oscar Blues, yeah. That, I guess that is pretty uh, Down the road, if we in other parts of the country, maybe run into that. The other one we're going to have, Urban South, are moving in to Houston this year or they just moved yeah. in from you know, New Orleans right now and they were one of the the 10 breweries that came out as um, most excited breweries for 2020 so one of the lists we produced which was totally unofficial we didn't even expect to get this data was 
people wrote in names of breweries that hadn't even opened yet mm-hmm. in the most excited for next year, right. which gave us this whole data set of breweries we didn't even know were opening. <laughs> Jackpot. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we were able to publish a list around that. Yeah, so, it's a good list. Yeah. Uh, yeah, stuff to look out for. That's really cool. Um, and so just even things like that, data that we weren't even expecting to collect was, was actually ended up being super interesting. That, see, to me, well. that's the best part about data collection is the stuff that you don't know that you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, exactly. And so you know, we've now got our, our list of places we know are opening. And so we reached out to them and said, hey, you know, can we list you on this list? Yes, we're opening in maybe, you know, October of next year. Wow, oh, great. Yes. So it's, but enough people knew about you or you've brewed beer already and you've put it elsewhere that people know about you. Did you talk to Hop Squad at all? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they were, they were very excited that. to be on the list. They were on that <laughs> list as well. And there was there was uh, three breweries in Austin. There was Hop Squad. There was... Um, what did they tell you they were going to open? That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, dirty. So, so the list, I, I love those guys. But. So it came out uh, December 18th, and they just opened right after that as yeah. well. Yeah, they had so, their soft opening pretty soon. Yeah. So Hop Squad was on it, Hold Out. Who, Which they've taken a long time to yeah. open. Yeah. So. And then uh, Meanwhile... Yeah. Which is an exciting one. Which those that's the guys out of um, Breakside right. up in Oregon. Oh, let's pop open this last one. Blacker Imperial Black Ale from Real Ale. You can't say that it's twenty twenty. Yeah, I was as soon as I said it. It tastes like lacquer. Lacquer. B black lacquer. Q U E R blacker. So Real Ale was an interesting one in the survey in that they had coverage, like, responses from across the state. Yeah. Everyone mentioned Real Ale, from El Paso to to Galveston to, yeah, Corpus Christi to to up in Wichita Falls. Everyone and everywhere mentioned Real Ale. Wichita Um, Falls. Yeah. Yeah. And, in fact, I I, I have to go look and look at this. They were not as heavily mentioned in Austin as you expect them to be. It was actually elsewhere. They're a little they're ways like, from Austin. Yeah. For yeah. sure, people just didn't call them Fireman's Force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like yeah, all anybody hour. drinks from there. So it's funny. So in the beer, Swifty was more mentioned, was mentioned more than really? Fireman's Force. Wow. Four. Yeah. In terms of best, but we only asked for, we didn't, so thing, we asked for Swifty. best beer. We didn't ask for what's the most, what's Popular the beer you drink or, the most often. Yeah. Which again, in hindsight, was something maybe we, but again, we'd have to cut something out to do that because, mm-hmm. right, right. you know. We even lost you guys off, in the, uh, <laughs> in the survey. Right? If we're losing you guys, then and and so if I had more time, yeah, best beer or maybe it would have been oh. what's always in your fridge. That yeah. was the other question that's, we thought about. That's asking. one of the that's questions like, that we yeah, yeah, signed yeah. up to get like updates and stuff. So okay. I'm definitely you, you'll get me next year for sure. <laughs> yeah. What's what's in your fridge? Yeah, that's that's the question. We should we get an app where you have to take a photo of your fridge. What's in my fridge is a bunch of hodgepodge of shit y'all left. Oat milk. It's like, oh, Cutter's not drinking any of his shit. All right. We have some, some real ale in there. There's IPAs that are, I'm never going to touch. There's a lot of, there's a quad, there's a tripel. There's that quad is good forever, oh, man. This is a good imperial Super black. taster over here. Like an opinionated super taste. Lager, right? I can say... Wait, what is what? What, what think, is this? I said you're Imperial think, Black. I think what? this is the best Imperial Black I've ever had. Imperial Black what? Lager? Ale. Black ale. Mm. If there's something I can know, I know about Clint, it's that he loves Imperial Ales. Yeah, always. <laughs> this isn't that high in ABV, though. I think it's like 8 or 9. It's 8, right? Yeah. yeah. 8.2. Yeah. All right. Any over, is anything over eight considered imperial? Is that right? Uh, I looked it up. Or does top, it depend on style? I looked it up last year, and it. I thought it was ten. 
Mm-hmm. There it was some range. Oh, yeah, I think it was like eight, eight, eight and nine is usually the range for it. Yeah, that's what I read. Usually, usually there's a cutoff kind of in there. I think it depends on style because a lot. Of, mm-hmm. I, I've seen some imperial IPAs that are eightish, nineish. This is yeah. This is hoppy. Yeah, it's a black yeah. ale. Okay. Also, you're a bitch. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not quite a. Uh, there go. It's not quite an IPA, happy. but it's. Mm. I guess it's more than a pale ale. Like it's hoppier than most. Pale ales. I guess it's a like a Cascadian ale. More than a pale ale? Definitely. Because that's yeah, what... Yeah, uh, it's, it's, I can see it. Hop Squad has one on now. Cascades are but hops, there's, right? There, yeah, Cascades <laughs> are. That's a hop. But, uh, uh, but a cas, uh, Cascade anyway. ale is, is not... Resiny. Um, it's, it's got that resin element to it. I don't appreciate that. But the one that Hop Squad has on right now is 147 IBUs. So you're saying it's a that? bit bitter. It is. This one is uh, easier to drink. It makes me yeah. think, though, because if you if you poured yeah. that over ice cream. God, no. Uh, too but, bitter. But bitter and sweet. They're I supposed to go together. No. You no? need just a drop over a lot of ice cream. But then cold accentuates bitter, so. This one's pretty good. But, yeah, it's got that bitterness, that hoppiness. Yeah. That uh, Clint can't stand. That's correct. <laughs> I'd still drink it again, though. It's the it's the burden, you know, of being a super taster. Black, black, <laughs> black ale, similar to brown ales, you don't see a whole lot of them. You do see them a little bit more often, but... Many more brown ales than black ales, but yeah. yeah. More yeah. black lagers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Not super Once common. in a while, I, yeah. I still wouldn't say uh, I mean, they're super common. The the one I can always think of is... Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Cosmos. No? Oh. Black Lager. No, oh, the the Bohemian. Bohemian. Mm. Yeah, the Black Lager. It was their 97, if I remember right. Wow, that's a long time ago. It was. The S'mores, though, this past year, fantastic. Really? Who made, who made it? It? Oh. S'mores guy. I didn't try it. Man. I didn't get I heard, the S'mores. It's, it's back out again. I like, heard last year it, it wasn't out. very good, so I didn't try it this last year. Last year it wasn't very good. Mm. I tried uh, it. I'll disagree. I liked it. That over ice cream, man. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta save stop, some bottles. What kind stop of beer trying is it? to pour beer over ice cream. <laughs> what, what kind of beer is it? It's a. Uh, huh. That's uh, a good question. Yeah. <laughs> specialty beer? Yeah. Well, like definitely specialty yeah, beer. I mean, the, but after the you base, pour so much flavor know. into it, I don't know. I don't know what it's considered anymore. Hmm. It's a chocolate graham yeah, cracker a chocolate. marshmallow. Ale. I don't know if it's an ale. I think it's. A, I think it's. A, I still think it's um, lagered. It's very, very true. light. You say that about everything. Really? It's a Kolsch. <laughs> it's, it's a black it's a Kolsch. Ale. It's a black, yeah, it's a black a Kolsch. Kolsch. <laughs> have you black been Kolsch to Shiner? I have not. You've not. No, I've not. It's an interesting. It's place. one of those places I keep on meaning to. To Make try the and, pilgrimage. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'll at least try and do it on the way through to somewhere, but. Even to Houston, it's it's not really enough, right? About the, yeah. the only way that it's on the way is if you're going from San Antonio to Houston. Yeah, and even then, yeah. you still have to drive off the beaten path about yeah. thirty minutes, like round trip to get back onto the beaten path. But yeah. uh, then you have to make the stop. And it's no, like, yeah, you basically just go to Shiner just to go to the Spetzel Brewery. Yeah, yeah, you just make it a. Trip. There's some good food there, though. Folks have said good things about it, right? Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I wish they still did Boktoberfest. Like they always had a like a, a giant concert out there. I'm I'm hmm. still pissed that I didn't go see Godsmack. Uh, <laughs> I did see Godsmack. 2000, 2004, I think, is when uh, it was. Oh. It was right, and like they were hyped up and everything. Too. You didn't miss anything, man. Um, 
Trust me. I agree to disagree. But yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's a freaking really small town. With a really big brewery. With a really big brewery. <laughs> it's that's really, what it is. It's like, like when, when you were mentioning German breweries earlier, it's like that's kind of what I think like, of. Like, yeah. You want like, you, you to go to like some jankety places, like the restaurants <laughs> that are immediately around the brewery. They're good, but they're you know you walk. It's they serve Shiner. They I guarantee sh- it. <laughs> every <laughs> every restaurant there, except for maybe the sh- the Dairy Queen <laughs> on Main Street. I don't know. That's even questionable. Maybe yeah. they do. You know, soft right. serve. Pour that s'mores <laughs> over ice cream. There you yeah. Get some soft serve Shiner. <laughs> yeah, that's not real ale too. In uh, Blake and Blanco. Blanco. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah they did a build out of their space, and it's uh, it's incredible out there. Now, yeah, right. yeah, they have a lot of, I guess, space to expand into. But oh yeah, it's, it's real nice, and they're putting up a, a permanent music stage. Oh. For next year as well, so nice. When I went all was, the water they want. When I went, it was literally like some guy's backyard, like cars in the the grass, <laughs> outgrown it. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the beers that I remember. It's one of the first really local beers that I remember drinking. Yeah, same here. Like, yeah, Fireman's Four. Like, uh, Fire, Fireman's Four. I remember seeing like they haven't changed their label too much. No, but it's, like, no. it's still the bright red box. It's yeah, like, you can find it. It's like yeah. it's good. It's been I, a every, really every long time. time. It's good. I've never since had a bad I, batch. since I had one. And then I had one uh, not too long ago, and it's just like, wow, this is really good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's it, it's it's hard to. I don't know why one. it's. I'm not a fan of Fireman's Four. <laughs> you're not you're not you're not a huge fan of blondes. I though. think it has. Does it have a little roastiness to it? I don't know. Mm. I need to drink it again. I think that's the tap but, you're tasting. <laughs> yeah, I think. It's got that little bit of bite. Yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me if it had some saws that you <laughs> love so much. That grassy taste. I, yeah, I think Favorite it does have saws in it. I, I honestly think it probably has some stars in it. But uh, I think I had a Convict Hill before I ever had Fireman's 4. Yeah. Really? Like, really? Just randomly. Like, first, like, Austin local beer that I ever had, I think, we was had Convict a lot of, We had a lot of sure When we lived together, we had a lot of Convict <laughs> Hill. We did have Convict Hill in our, in our fridge quite a bit, though. They use some great stuff, though. Like, uh, Swifty is a good, uh, uh, that pale is good. I was really impressed with their Moonwalk. Yeah. The one that yeah, yeah, that, one's, that yeah. one's pretty good. I'm not a huge fan of brewed yeah. IPAs, but theirs was really good. Theirs I, was I, good. I said what I like. I like their Belgian, their um, Devil's Backbone. We have a, we yes. have a growler of that. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. also another one that I had yeah. in my, in my uh, early 20s. That'll get you. Yeah, that'll get you. <laughs> I, I had a lot of Devil's Backbone before I found out it, it was a triple. I didn't yeah. realize it was a triple yeah. either yeah. until... Until we started doing this, actually. Fairly, re- <laughs> until fairly recently, I was like, I, uh, in yeah. the last two years, I've definitely really... Would you say it's probably the easiest triple to drink, though? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, some of those are rough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. It's yeah. definitely the easiest triple to drink, but some, I, I, I wouldn't say it's the most delicious triple no, to drink. No, nah. There's a little bit more watery, in my opinion, than oh, you yeah. would imagine a triple. Yeah. <laughs> but, That's, it lends its, to its drinkability. Yeah. Agreed. Still flavorful and delicious. Kind of same with this. I don't know if you 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 could probably have stronger, heavier I've, black ale. My, my thing with real but ale, this one is uh, this is delicious. Yeah. But e- uh, it's like even their stouts, I don't feel like are stouty, punching above their weight class. Like, mm-hmm. They're, they're yeah. not like they're not like full bodied. Like no. yeah. at, at most, they're like medium bodied. But it's like, yeah. like, like a brown, very flavorful beers. Yeah. But they're just. Eh. It's like I, I sometimes I want like when I'm drinking a stout. I oh want, yeah, I want you that want a heavy mouthfeel. I want it to go. Mm, I'm chewing my beer. Yeah, ex- yeah. 
I guess that's not what they want. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but they want it if to they be keep drinkable. Making, if it's flavorful, like yeah. I don't know. The, let's, let's, uh, oh no, that was five one two. Never mind. I was about <laughs> to talk about a five one two beer. Chili beer. You want to bring yeah, up chili beer? I was going to talk about that. <laughs> but that was back. actually like minus the fact that it had the chili in it. It was actually really good. Did, I was going to ask about a real L. I said like, it was pretty forgettable. I feel like I've seen more stuff on shelf, but if I can remember correctly, the last few times I've ever seen them, it's uh, Fireman's Four and their mix six pack. Uh, which has the devil's black uh, backbone and some other black stuff bone. in there, but they have six packs of anything else. Yeah, oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. They, they got their fireman's four. They got their fireman's four light. They've got their lost gold IPA. They've got oh, their the lost gold pinsetter yeah. Kolsch. Yeah, yeah. pinsetter's a Kolsch. I, I have not had their pinsetter. Uh, Axis, Axis, yeah, the Axis, Axis IPA. IPA. Also, also Swifty, Swifty. They yeah. have a they have a double Axis right now by itself. Or, I don't know if I've I think seen that's that. still seasonal or yeah. special release, but yeah, they I have seen a six packs um, Moonwalk. Their their variety is always Zero fun gravity. because it, it's a seasonal variety. So they'll have. Ah. I think I think during the winter months they did their bomber. Yeah. So they had their like commissar. They yeah. had their. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that you do the six pack of bombers. Yeah, but yeah, they, the, they did it in twelve ounce cans. Yeah, uh, twelve ounce yeah, bottles. But yeah, yeah, it's like it, and the bomber, uh, bomber releases. Yeah, so right. yeah, yeah. So I thought that oh, was really cool. They did. Uh, the, hmm. the commissar, which is their Russian imperial, imperial style. style, yeah. Then they had. I love that. What's the quad? <laughs> black quad. It's just called black quad. I, I think, think. The, they had that yeah. one, and then they had one other one. I was like, oh. I think it was a camino. Camino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like or the, that black they probably have the, the green one, right? the green label. It's purple. Uh, purple. purple. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah it is. Think, it's like, but they, but it's like the fact that they do that. It's like, but then uh, they have an IPA one. I think it's usually, I want to say it's usually Axis. Yeah. Uh, and everything. But again, it. that's that's interesting. So, so I wonder how far that distribution gets though for things like that for the for the variety pack. Does that go Texas wide? Is that why folks across Texas are saying great things about real ale, or is it because of those core beers, the, the Axis and the Fireman's Four and the it, it, yeah. it's, it's always one of those things. For me personally, if the variety pack was distributed like elsewhere and I was further from the brewery, yeah. I would definitely pick up a variety pack. Yeah, from it. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah. Which is why I'm always curious about like Sam Adams. Like whenever yeah. whenever their uh, seasonal variety comes out, it's mm-hmm. like, it almost it almost makes you want to like get people to list. Like they're like, oh yeah, I've been to that brewery. Each place. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. what are your top five beers from that brewery or top yeah. three beers? Oh, top fire, four beers fire. because you can't fit four beers into a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, but something like that, just so that they have to say like, oh, they this you'll find why. out real quick. Yeah. Like, oh, it's because Fireman's fire, Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this yeah. this see, brewery this, is getting highly rated because of Fireman's Four, not that was actually when I first came across Tubbs. Tubbs did a, a I think a five pack sleeve yeah. variety pack. Yeah. And, I, and that was fantastic. I tried five of their beers, and that was four more and than any, any other. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I really like that approach for out of market approach. Like if I was a, I agree, if I could yeah. get a five pack of any Houston brewery that that wasn't one of the big distributors, like St. Arnold, right now, yeah. I would sit there yeah. and I would drink all five and have a great time doing it. Yeah. But why do a five pack like that and not do just like a little box six pack? Yeah, six pack. Oh, five, I mean. Right, presentation. I I get the presentation, but it's like it's like if you're gonna do five, you might as well do six and save a little Another bit of money because yeah. I feel like a five yeah. pack presentation would cost more money. Yeah, in absolutely, the long yeah, run. Oh, yeah. Well, he's yeah, a big would. fan of the Human Centipede, and it was probably like that. It's like, only three. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it's like cased, what it, how it was, <laughs> that's what I meant. Yeah, but I think you get a lot of people too that'd be just like. 
you know what? I don't like their beer. It sucks. I like their atmosphere. <laughs> their atmosphere is great. Yeah. You know, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, that's right. The beer sucks. I wonder how much, like, it, for beers where you have to go to the brewery to get them, too, I wonder how much atmosphere impacts, like, what you think of the beer. Because I'm sure there's an impact. Like, you may, like, really like the atmosphere of the place, and so then... Or, or you're having a oh, good yeah, experience. Yeah. You're having a good time that's always, there. That's always going to have and some so sort of effect. And so then the beer in Which, your memory tastes yeah, better. Tastes better. It, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's yeah. funny you mention that because, like, on Untapped, like, I've, I've realized that I, I drink a beer at the brewery. It also is probably a lot fresher at the sure, brewery, too. Yeah. I had the beer at the brewery, and then I'll, I'll take I'll say, oh, hey, I saw it out. So I grabbed it and took it home. It's like, hmm, it's not nearly the same. It's, good. it's not nearly as good as I remember it being. Yeah. Needs more dog. <laughs> I thought you said just dogs because dog friendly. I will, I will dog say friendly, right now, yeah. it never needs more dogs. <laughs> God, it's a really expensive beer. Well, I guess you can adopt dogs now. I guess it's not that expensive. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> still my this is the 10th dog this week you bought. <laughs> the last ones were stringy. <laughs> One with big ropey muscles, <laughs> nice haunches. Anyway, um, so what's the future for Hopolitics? Good question. I mean, it is a good question. It's, I mean, the success of what we've done in the past few weeks kind of, I think, caught us a little bit by surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, the coverage that we got, the the amount of people who've who've looked at it, who've reached out, who want more access to the data, who want more access to to be able to kind of input into the to the future. We think we've definitely got something that we can we can build on. Yeah. So absolutely, you know, we'll repeat the process next year in Texas. We're looking at other markets as well. In the meantime, we're going to work a lot more on the with the breweries on the brewery side to give them access to the to the data directly. I, I think what we'd love to do down the road, and this is probably twelve months down the road when we collect yeah. enough data, is to be able to create that tool where consumers can go in and they can access the data themselves as well. In a way, by saying, "Look, I'm I'm about to go to Dallas for the first time, and this is what I like." An show, interactive map. Yeah, show me what other folks who who like what I like have you, also liked. Have you thought um, about partnering with Google Maps? Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. Well, <laughs> well, it's funny. People, things like Google Maps actually make this kind of thing so easy now as well. They yeah. make so many ways in which you can access the interface, or they can in, they can interact with your your data to be able to to build those kind of maps. And, and there's hmm. data analysis programs like Tableau that just yeah. make it very very easy to to build to illustrate your data. But then off the back of that, not only okay, you're going to Dallas, and you know here's the ten breweries that you should go to. The step beyond that would then be, well, is there a way in which those breweries can communicate with you and say that we know that you're coming to Dallas. Let me entice you, and here's a free beer that's available, for, you know, what? for the next week, or just because the one thing we're hearing from these these breweries more and more is we just want these folks to come through the door, get in the door, yeah, get in the door, and then we, either we got them or we haven't, but we know at least, right? We know that they're going to like us and not like us, and so how can you help us do that? And so um, that's one of the things that we're exploring right now as well. But for now, we're sitting yeah. on so much data that we want to try and use it constructively over the next few months, right? Help the breweries, you know, see if they can understand their landscapes individual landscapes a little bit better and then that's, that's sure. one thing that i appreciate is that you're trying to help the breweries Not yeah, oh, yeah. The, i mean yeah it's like helping the, breweries the consumers eventually <laughs> will help yeah. the, the consumers yeah. but yeah. but helping the breweries because we've talked about a few of them that are like on this episode that are that are no longer available yeah because of yeah. one Couple reason or another them. yeah yeah 
Um, and in, I said, even if it's a validate, just what they already know, I mean, that's a helpful thing in business exactly. as well, right? Yeah. But if it could point out, look, here's one or two things, areas that you think you're doing great in, but for whatever reason, you know, you're not being mentioned, or you, know, you may think that your audience is coming from this part of town and actually is coming from this whole other part of town. Mm. Instead, that could change things up as well. You may think that, you know. You can change advertising. You can yeah. change, like, how, how, how you're advertising and yeah. that kind of thing. And you can take it to the next level and so you can say, look, folks who mention you for being in the best beer, um, they value being kid friendly and none of them vote you kid friendly. So let's think right. about that for a second, <sighs> right? Because they love your beer, but they can't bring their family here. Right? Yeah. Or the dog. <laughs> or, the, or their cat, or, the dog. <laughs> or their cat. Fuck the dog. Or their iguana. Yeah. And put so, on your pink trench coat and put your cat on your shoulder. Uh, this is my comfort iguana. You've Herbal. seen that guy yeah. too. You've seen that guy too. No, oh, you I told me about, about it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. But so, so there's a lot of things we can do just with the data we have um, already. And so hopefully next year, obviously some of the limitations we had were the fact that most of our responses were around these metro areas. We'd mm-hmm. like that to be a little bit more spread out for sure. And so we'd have to see that 1,000 or so consumers next year go to close towards the four or 5,000. Yeah. Mark, we, now we've got this this kind of brand recognition. We feel like we can do that a little bit more. People will be open to filling out a survey knowing that it goes into something constructive. You got me. Yeah. yeah there we go. go. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, you, you get you get the word out and then more people will fill out the survey. Yeah. Yeah. You get more, your, could, more data. Could and take, eight, could take just, eight minutes. Could take 45. Yeah. But, you know. And then you're just drowning in numbers. If it takes you know, 45, that <laughs> just means you're it. a real craft beer enthusiast. There you exactly. go. Yeah, that's true. If that's, it takes eight, it's probably because you have kids that you yeah. take care of. That, that's how you challenge just I just want to challenge the hipsters as much as I can. <laughs> All right, so a couple more questions. Let's say, uh, well, I guess we could say, what, what what is in your fridge? What what do you go to, like at the end of a day of looking at a whole bunch of numbers? Yeah, if you took all these out of your fridge, yeah, <laughs> what's in there now? <laughs> yeah, uh, thirty six beers. <laughs> yeah, a couple of things always in my fridge. Uh, live oak pills. Yeah, That's always in my okay. fridge. Yeah, I got right. some of that in my fridge. Right yeah, now. and I'll be honest. I think I, I went a couple of years where it wasn't in my fridge for uh-huh. whatever reason. I was trying all this other stuff. Yeah. Then one day I picked up a six pack about a year ago, and I was like, "What, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> what is it? What, you know." Uh, they, they are yeah. as, about as traditional German as you can get. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, yeah. They're my new cell phone lot. Like anytime you find it to or out of Austin, like you might as well just like, like I have just people stop there. there. Just yeah. Stop there. Like why the hell not? Can you take me to the airport at five in the morning? Uh, can you make it noon? Live oak is it open at five in the morning? Yeah, that's why it's like five o'clock. No, no, do that. <laughs> So yeah, that's always in my fridge. And I'm always trying to pick up some more of, I guess, like the special release stuff from outside of Austin as yeah. well. And so there's a few spots I find around around Austin that are great for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, East First Grocery is my go-to. Right. You know, and so I was rolling there and see, okay, you know, what have you got from Houston or from Dallas, Fort Worth? Not as much as from San Antonio. That's been more more manual for me. Yeah. Having to drive down there to get it. I mean, it, there's, there's Freetail. Yeah. I see that, but... Um, not much else and so that because I have, I have friends who, who are into craft beer and, and usually that stuff's when you know someone comes over and we'll, we'll split that yeah. and open it otherwise for me it's it's things like live oak pills it's uh, golf colch actually out of Twisted it, yeah. X uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah the golf colch huh and then uh, Miller High Life <laughs> and then what else is in my fridge <laughs> uh, that's a hard no, hard no. <laughs> I, guess, I guess so <laughs> no Miller High Life I'm trying to think what's even in there in there right now. Swifty is the one. If I go from going yeah. in that that kind of pale ale direction, I'll, I'll be like, in there as well. The thing I like about Swifty is completely different art style on their cans from yeah. all of their yeah, other, all yeah. their other beers. Yeah, it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't notice that it's from them. It's, it's 
Like, what? Is there a baby blue can yeah. with a yeah. tan label that says Swifty and like rope letters or uh-huh. something like that? Oh yeah, that's that's appealing to the hipsters. So yeah. <laughs> Ranch water. All right. Okay, and uh it's your last day and you have one beer to go out on. What's it gonna be? Like I'm dying? Yes. Yes, death beer. You know, I was thinking about the other night, what if that is how you die, just drinking beer yeah. and you're so stupid. Like, yeah. this is the beer I'm drinking you, when I die. You fall into <laughs> a fermenter. Probably, yeah. if, if that's the situation, it's probably like Miller High Life or <laughs> Keystone, something it, it, cheap uh, that you drink oh, a lot of. If you're really old, it'd be a shower beer. Um, so my father-in-law, he uh, he brewed his own barley wine back in the, oh, the late geez. 90s, early 2000s. And he, he recarbonates that now, and it is, it is phenomenal. Really? It is phenomenal. And I brought it to folks who... Recarbonated yeah, aged barley, barley wine. wine. And it is, and I brought it along to, to, to beer shares, and people are kind of like, what the hell is this? This is amazing. It's, it's real good. And so that would probably be my... Yeah, one okay. of a kind. No one else can have there it. There we go. Nah, that's a solid yeah. way. To, that's, that's a solid, solid way to go. Way to go. Yeah. yeah, I'd say it. Yeah, that's a good way. He still has cases of it as well, and he just brings it out at Christmas time. And well, that stuff nice. will keep forever. Yeah. So. yeah. And if you're an urn, you just pour that shit. In. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the top, right. sir. Uh, Clint, did you want to ask next question? Did you want to say so you can phrase question? it the way you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to phrase should it. I be, okay, should I be worried? No, no. no. <laughs> I mean, it's just the most important question that we ask here on the podcast. That's all. The fifth element. The movie. The movie. Not, <laughs> not the brewery that's opening soon. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, not the brewery. Still, Sorry. Doctors, Sorry to the, those guys. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Is that a good movie or a bad movie that's fun to watch? Uh, I'm going to go with the latter. Yes. That's a bad movie <laughs> yes. that's fun to uh, watch. And I'm a Bruce fan. I am too. I am. And, but I feel like... That came after Die Hard and after Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And I feel like I preferred him in those. I preferred his earlier stuff. Yeah. And Ocean's Some, yeah. I mean, you know, you're entitled to you're, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the data shows. <laughs> well, there is. There is. Survey some folks. The, the, the data shows. The there is. <laughs> There is. I have data that supports my position. <laughs> this is not that the first time one we've more asked. To my one, uh, I think you're still down like 10 votes I or something like that. I'm still way down, but I still mm. love it. <laughs> at least right. uh, there's only at least there's still only one person so far that said just that it's just it. straight up bad movie. Matt. <laughs> Matt. What's the female actress in that? Uh, uh, Mila, Mila Jovovich. Yeah. yeah. She never ages. Mm-hmm. Get up close and tell me. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Love to. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We had a great time drinking mini beers. Mini or mini? Mini or mini? Many. Many. Mi- many, many. Many, many beers? Many, many yes. beers. Yes. Many, many beers. With Alid from Hopolytics, talking about data, talking about beer. Visit breweries. Uh, uh, yeah. Fill out a survey. Like, yeah. Fill out, 
Is is the survey still there, available to fill out? It's, or? it's not. I mean, you can fill it out, but it, mm-hmm. it won't count towards the 2020 uh, right. no, results. Of, of course so not. I'd hate you to waste your hour and a half. No, I'm kidding. Ten <laughs> minutes. So, so when, ten minutes. When will new surveys yeah, come out? Put the new one so good question. So we're looking at the summer this year. The one thing we're trying to do some research on right now is whether we'll have much bias based on time of year mm-hmm. here in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so oh, that's, yeah. if you do fall, and I'd be interested in you guys' input on this, if you did fall this year, which we did, we did September, October, and most of November, if we change that to, let's say, June, July, August, you definitely would get different beers mentioned. Yeah. Would you get yes. different breweries? True, true, true. I think the answer I is think maybe. Yeah. I think I, so. Maybe yeah. not, but yeah. yeah. There, there's plenty that don't have air conditioning, so yeah. Exactly. Maybe. I think the big difference, too, is if you have people with kids, they're going to be with their kids during the summer, so it might skew their time and availability for it. Possibly, That's true. Yeah. But then there's also an argument to say, okay, over four surveys, you do different three months every time, and then you have an aggregate amount of data. Who's to say? I mean, the, the, obviously, the obvious thing would be to compare the same last year and this year, which yeah, is also... Sure. But we just squeezing it all in before Christmas. The analysis was tough. And so, uh-huh. excuse me, it'll come forward a month at least, but we're trying to see you know, when we can do that and how long we'll keep it open for. Eight or nine weeks is the ideal time to keep it open any longer, and you get a bit of fatigue, and you get um, mm-hmm. people trying to game the whole thing i think doing that at least like you just said a month uh ahead so going august september october i think would be a good sample because you're transitioning from maybe those summer beers into the at least fall yeah borderline winter yeah uh, especially Oktoberfest beers that will give you yeah. a, a unique... I feel like that's the most exciting time of the year. It, it, it is, but there's an argument... transitioning so much. I, yeah. I totally agree. But there's an argument that someone gave me this year that was the Oktoberfest beers can bias response. I can see that. Well, because yeah. everybody's got the Oktoberfest out there. But I, I guess I was thinking you'd have two months of non-Oktoberfest yeah. and then mm-hmm. just before you got month. the response. Yeah. 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 So you, you might even be able to wait the responses you get in October trying to Different, consider them. Yeah. yeah. A little bit differently considering that it's predicated. In October, Oktoberfest should be over. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Americans. Yeah. Hopolitics.com. Hopolitics.com. Yeah. So yeah. So Hopolitics.com is where you can see all the data. You can download the full report there for free. It's a 40 page report. It's long. It's for, you know the extra, extra, extra beer nerds. <laughs> yeah, but there's a, you can get the majority of the of the the rankings content on the website as yeah. well. It's, like, cool. and it, the, it's very easily accessible. It's sortable too, yeah. which is yeah. why which is, and the well, download kind of doing right there. It too, explains so. what you're about and what the survey is about and everything. Yeah. Fantastic. And By your goal, what you're hoping to do with it. If you're a beer guy and a numbers guy, like all of this makes sense. If it's it just, doesn't, it's, it's like cool there's numbers, it, yeah. and it's like just the lower the number, the better. <laughs> Usually, yeah. And again, the key is like if you go into, you know, if it if it helps you find one new brewery to try out, then it would have done its job. Yes. There you so, go. Yeah. 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 Well, if we could put our efforts behind some someone, let's try to get Hop Squad up there for next year. Let's <laughs> get them up there in the rankings. That's uh, that's, that's called bias yeah. in the data. Hey, he's looking hey, to avoid we that. Never, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just like admitted to open bias, Joel. Hey, well, if you want to start a podcast, <laughs> just like they do with the election, you get so many hours or whatever, and you eat no, no, for no, everybody. No, no, no. It'll be We're the same tr- thing. Let's keep this pure, buddy. Let's keep this pure. Yes, please. Uh, all right. Anyway, yeah. Thanks again for joining us. We had a great time. Uh, check out the Hopolitics website. It's uh, hoppolitics.com. Um, and check out our website, threebeersin.com. The number uh, three. There you go, the number three. And, you know, 
click on that that follow button like us review us review us if you like any written reviews recently no right right reviews people it it does take a second one or zero iTunes does not work zero. like that. <laughs> Please don't give us one star. <laughs> give us five stars. And there but you go. Sprite one. Yeah. There, <laughs> you there you go. That'll work. All right. Uh, so uh, this has been Ross. This is Cutter. Joel's there. Yeah. This is Alad. This is Clint. And this has been the podcast. This, this is, is the podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sticking around. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Spotify, BigHeadsMedia.com, or anywhere there are podcasts. If you like what you heard, rate and review us on iTunes. Check out our Patreon. Find it at Patreon.com slash Three Beers In Podcast. Check out all of our awards. You can give as little as a dollar a month to help us keep doing what we're doing. It really helps out and we'll give you a thank you on the show. Or for a little more, you can remain anonymous. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Three Beers In Podcast. Check out our website, threebeersinpodcast.com. You can find information about us in the show along with the links to all of our episodes and our really cool merchandise. While you're on our site, you can tell us what you like, what you don't like. If you don't like us, then why the hell are you still here? You should have turned us off long ago. But if you're just going to listen to us anyway, you should probably subscribe too. And if you'd like a transcript of our podcast, write down everything that we just said. Lick it like a margarita. After my first few episodes, some of my newfound fans called me a lore master, which was an honor and so epically cool. But the thing is, I desire to be known as THE lore master. So, this is the tale of the rise of an epic podcast that critics say is redefining a genre. The tale of a man who decided that his calling in life was to give a future to the past. The saga of Arjun, your lore master. Come dream with me as we go deep into our stories. If you think you've been taken to a battlefield before, I assure you, you're mistaken. So take a deep breath, let it out slowly, put some smoke in the air if you choose, and prepare to let your mind flow to my voice as we go deep. Welcome to Deep Into History, available everywhere.